Alrighty, welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 22. Uh, as far as drinks go, I'm actually going to start this one off here because i got a pretty interesting one. Cool. Um, I'm drinking an Equilibrium Brewery, Berry Dimensions. So it's a, a sour IPA with blackberry, raspberry, strawberry, and select hops. Um, now, I would like to say I'm pretty salty at cast for choosing this yeah. beer because I Ooh. really wanted it. Uh, the only problem was I'm not fucking rich enough to purchase it. Oh, it's a 7% Is it really beer. expensive? Oh, yeah, dude. This is like, I think, what, 13, 14 bucks? Yeah, for, for, one for can? a single can yeah. of beer. So what I, the heck? I saw this I mean, at the liquor like store. a pretty normal sour. I yeah, saw, but like... <laughs> it, it seems so good. I was like, this is a sour I would like. And I saw this like a week ago at the liquor store. And then I looked down at the price tag, and I'm like, that has to be wrong. Like, there's no way. Every other yeah. beer around it is like four to five dollars per can and this one is 12 so Cass you gotta give us your opinion is it worth the you know almost three times the price of a normal yeah, um, craft beverage let me let me just clean my glass out really quick because I would prefer to drink it out of a glass and then I will crack it open and tell ya uh, gonna take me a couple seconds to clean this guy off yeah so like um, I go in today and I, I show Cass I'm like hey like this doesn't this beer look sick too bad it's fucking twelve dollars and he goes I'm gonna get it <laughs> <laughs> that's Cass that's Cass for sure yeah so it better be good and it actually yeah. it better not be good because if it's good yeah you'll feel better if it's bad right right, right Jason <laughs> well if it's good then I'm gonna be even more tempted to buy it yeah and that's a problem Alrighty. well I just cleaned my glass off so Oh, the, the crack of the can even came through on the mic a little bit there. Ooh. The audience, I tell you what, they're they're waiting with bated breath to see what you think. The moment is here. Oh, Chase would fucking love this beer. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's not what pretty I want to hear. <laughs> it's pretty good. Man. Like, this is right up Chase's alley. I mean, oh, it's kind of what I want to hear because I knew that I would like it, but it's not what my <laughs> bank account wants to hear. Understandable. Um, yeah. It's not... Chase, you remember that heavy fruit that we had? Of course. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of that. It's not, like... It seems like it's a bit thicker than your average beer, um, but it's not, like, smoothie consistency that the heavy fruit was. But, like, it, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking good. Damn. Now, would I pay $14 again for this? I don't know, probably not, but uh, but it's pretty fucking good. Cool, cool. Well, this has been Cass's view review of the day. Glad it worked yeah. out well. Yeah, Hunter, what are you drinking? Well, I actually way early pre-gamed this podcast uh, somewhat unintentionally. I went out with some friends to Baltimore County uh, Brewery, BC Brewery, where they have a, you know, it's a really nice microbrewery where they have like a, I don't know how common this is because I haven't been to a ton of breweries, but the ones that I've been to that aren't this one don't have this cool feature where they have a wall of taps and you get like a card when you open your, your tab. And so you put your card like in the wall by the tap that you want, and then you can basically pay by the ounce of beer. So oh, that's kind of dope. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically you can just try as many like small samples of beer as you want, and then you can load up on the stuff you like. Interesting. Um, 
So I thought I was going to be pre-gaming right into this, but then because of the east-west time zone difference and my inability to read, it turns out that was over three hours ago at this point. But it was a really good time, and that was more exciting than what I'm drinking now, so I thought I would share that. Right now I am drinking a the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda uh, collection. I have a classic cola and a citrus soda. Uh, I'm a big fan of Bud Light Seltzer, but I hadn't actually got a chance to try their hard sodas yet, so um, this is exciting for me and it's been good oh thank god because the entire time you were like going on that lead up i'm like oh he's about to say he's not drinking anything because he went out to drink beforehand and i was like that's such bullshit like what are you talking about you need to have a drink in your hand so then uh we went like oh it's not as exciting as what i'm currently drinking i'm like oh at least he's drinking something yeah yeah I don't know what it is about both of you guys, like, across podcasts, like, thinking that somehow I'm trying to get out of drinking on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I never do. Uh, I mean, it's just how you come across. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't seem like a uh, drunk Valorant player, I guess. No, no. I mean, unless you're actually playing Valorant, then you definitely do. Oh, yeah. Your aim definitely looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Mine does, but I'm also drunk, so, you know. (laughs) Understandable, yeah. Speaking of you being drunk, Chase, you want to lead into what you're uh, having in your hand today? Yeah, speaking about of being even more drunk in about 30 minutes, I have another 10% beer here. Um, oh, baby. This time, instead of the Dark Sour by Fieldhouse, I'm drinking the Gold Sour, uh, which is a peach and lemon zest sour. So uh, Cass had this like maybe a week ago. Uh, heck yeah. I tried it. It's like... Not as good as the dark sour, but it's, it's definitely not as something good as different. The dark sour, but it 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 is good. Like I would drink it again. It's just I like the dark sour more. Yeah, it's a lot less sour. It's like more. It's um, like more smooth than. Yeah, uh, I'd say it's like it, it does a really good job. And typically, this is something that I really like in sours when they get the mix between. This is supposed to be sour, but it's also a beer. Like when they get that mix right, and I feel like that beer does a really good job of getting that mix right. But it comes across as more of a light beer in the beer flavor to me, which I wasn't stoked about. Yeah, not as hoppy. Yeah, um, like if they managed to get some more hops in there, I think I would have really liked it. The thing but is, like, that makes sense. I I think that the light beer flavor kind of comes across better with the lemon and peach flavoring, um, because it's like lighter flavors. Right. Um. Obviously, I'm not the same in my beer taste as you, Cass, and I do like mine to really taste like a fucking sour. I want it to like punch me in the face yeah um and this one doesn't quite do that but it's still nice to drink and in like i said about 30 minutes i'm gonna be really feeling it so mm-hmm. for sure for sure all you right mentioned, well, uh before we get to the valorant do you mind if i say one more thing about beer Cass? yeah go go for it i was actually about to start shitting on you but like if you'd like to delay that for a bit by all means well, you know, that's just what you normally do on this podcast. That's hardly a surprise to me. But um, you're talking about strong beer, uh, Chase, with the 10% that you got going. Well, I don't have it in hand right now, but at the at the brewery, I had their – one of the ones I got from the, the taps on the wall was their Leroy Jenkins, which <laughs> is a uh, 11.8% uh, strong ale. Damn. Uh, with flavors of malt, caramel, dark fruits, and oak, along with a light bourbon character, looking from their website. Uh, it was a bit much for me in terms of the flavor. Like, that was one of the most, like, jumping off the the uh, cup, I guess. Jumping off the page, but in beer form. Like, man, that hits you hard. 
I mean, was it a bit of a darker beer? Because by the oh, flavors, yes, it was yeah. very it sounds dark. Like a yes. very dark beer, yeah. It was yeah. a very dark beer, yeah. yeah. It sounds unfortunately not up my alley. Likewise, it wasn't up but. I was happy to try it. Yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. like you mentioned a couple of the flavor profiles in there that I was like, okay, all right, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there were a couple in there that I was just like, you know what? On second thought, I really don't think I. Yeah, like the this. oak and the bourbon, yeah. not really. Well, there. the bourbon, I typically. Well, you like bourbon, but not in a beer. The malt, the malt was very noticeable, though. Like it yeah, had, it was say, kind of chocolatey. Is, yeah, the malt is the one that I was yeah. kind of put off by. Okay, Either way, I just thought that was worth sharing. Yeah, now cool name, too. You, you gotta try it. Cast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I just noticed today... Um, oh, boy. Well, I, I guess I'd noticed it before, but I hadn't really put any thought into it. But, like, when we are playing with Hunter today, I, like, I really got to notice how disgusting his crosshair is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that cross actually, river, it's, yeah. it's actually an abomination. <laughs> For, okay. for those of you who haven't played with Hunter, it's like four dots kind of connected by lines, almost like a tic-tac-toe grid. But then when he starts spraying, the top line disappears, and so it's more like a U. Well, that's interesting because that's a spectating bug. On my end, when I start spraying, nothing changes. Like, it's exactly the same. Are you sure? Because there is I am a, 100% there, there is a, uh, a fade crosshair with, like, Firing inaccuracy. Yeah, 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 I don't, I don't have that on. Like, you, I can show you sure. clips. One hundred percent sure. All right. Yeah. Well, that that perhaps is just suspected thing. But yeah, either so way, hashtag is what it is. It looks like a hashtag, but like it's a bit wider in the middle. So like the the tips on each end are like mm-hmm. shorter than the lines in the middle by a good bit. Either way, it's, it's yeah. fucking disgusting. I don't know how I arrived there, but like you know, it's uh, I really like it. <laughs> Do you feel like like what what's the purpose of having the outer lines? Like why wouldn't you just have a square? See, I feel like why I like it to be the way it is is because it allows like it allows you to not lose the crosshair. Like I've tried like a very small like a dot crosshair which I actually use on one of my alts and sometimes I lose my crosshair in the in a lot of action. So I like having something a little bit bigger, something that's a little bit more noticeable immediately, but I also don't want something that's going to cover up too much of the enemy like i feel like the standard you know crosshair the problem is that you know you all the lines are intersecting in the middle so that makes it harder to see exactly what's in the middle where you're shooting so by having the middle open and the lines like kind of you know around it that draws attention to where i want to be shooting but it doesn't actually obscure what i'm shooting at. i understand what you're talking about but i think that the alternate argument to that is uh you know where the fucking middle of your crosshair is because I put that on them. You know, like... Yeah, but, okay, but also, like, the middle of my crosshair is, like, a void, you know? A void? What? Well, as in, like, there's a hole in the middle of my crosshair, and then the lines extend. What? You're insane. Like, I don't have a fucking plus sign. Oh, I have a plus sign. Yeah, I don't like yours either, but it's not as disgusting <laughs> as yours is. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I don't mean... have a fucking plus sign. I've got a plus sign without the middle, like, where it doesn't intersect. No, I have, like, the smallest plus sign I can make in the crosshair settings. Yeah, got it, it, got it's, it. I, I'm not a fan of Trace's crosshair either. But, like, now, admittedly, and I, I guess a lot of people think this, but, like, I have the best crosshair, like, objectively. <laughs> um, of course and, and, you do, like, because it's yours, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> obviously, like, Hunter and I can't even argue that, because, like, you've said it, and you use it, so that means it is objectively the best yeah. crosshair. Right. 
Um, but no, it's like, I, I have a bunch of like, I don't know how I settled on this. I tried to basically just recreate the crosshair I used for CS and Valorant when I first started playing. Um, and I thought I did a pretty good job of it, but like I use really weird numbers. Like instead of it being like 0.3 or whatever, I have like 0.312 or like the transparency will be like point. 827. Like, I've got really weird numbers What's the numbers significance of that? I, I don't know, but, like, it makes it super fucking difficult to, like, when I sign into a different account to get my crosshair over, I have to, like, get a piece <laughs> of paper and go down and write down all the little tiny, like, numerical changes. Ooh, can't you, you import crosshair settings now? I believe you can. Isn't that, like, yeah. something pretty new that they added into the game where you can, yeah, like, should, download crosshair settings? Our, we should throw our crosshairs in the, um, in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just, we we should okay. I I promise this will happen. Now that we have a new channel in Discord, for those who haven't seen, we have actually two new channels. One which is polls without discussion, and the other one is poll discussion. I got this format from another server I'm a part of, and uh, basically in the polls without discussion, you throw out a question, then people respond with like the Discord reaction slash emojis, and then in the poll discussion, you can you know fight to the death over which answer is correct so after this podcast goes live we'll all throw our um we'll all throw our crosshair information into the the server and then we can have a poll to see <laughs> which crosshair you guys you like the best crosshair. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah it's definitely mine oh it's 100 no, percent mine okay hunter i'm <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah no it's definitely not hunter. Not hey, yeah <laughs> it's between castes hey, don't knock it till you try it <laughs> It, it's disgusting. Like we we played, so we got we got what all? I think we got ten of us in here. Um, I think it was twelve like, at one point. Okay, yeah. but like either way, we got some like full proper customs going. Uh, one of the ones that we're messing around with was just no crosshair. Like you had to disable yeah. your crosshair. Um, yep. And I think I'd prefer that over Hunter's crosshair. <laughs> I mean, that's just false. Yeah. The no crosshair yeah. is fucked. But you know what we found was even more fucked than no crosshair. Was no, no HUD. No HUD. You can barely play the game. You get like absolutely no information, right? You you don't know who's you alive. Don't know what the score is. You right? don't know what the. I mean, you can hit tab to see the you score and to see who's to alive. You don't, know how much, you don't know how much time is left in the round. You don't know how That's much time wild. is left in the round. You don't know um, how much health you have left. Uh, you don't oh, know if you've wow. killed somebody or not because you don't even get like the little pop ups. For well, you get killing. the sound, but like if you don't notice the sound, oh, well, you no. don't know like who you've killed. No, you literally no, no. don't get a you kill get notification anything. because that that sound that you get when you kill someone is like oh, that's part of the part HUD. of the HUD. Oh, so you don't get that. Like I would fire off that's off interesting. shots and be like, I don't know if I hit him, and I'd have to hit tab and like scroll down and like or not like physically scroll, but like look down at the other team and be like, oh, breach is dead. Cool, I did hit that shot. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought minimap would because... be the hardest, but like just not to have yeah. minimap, and that was no problem at all. It was everything else in the game that you don't have access to without a HUD that made it so fucking hard. Yeah, I uh, I was playing for the no crosshair games, then I had to hop off before the no HUD. But that sounds really interesting, and maybe we'll do that again in the future um, because you know it, that really essentially transforms. Valorant into a more hardcore game like Tarkov, even though it's clearly not meant to be that. Yeah. Where, you know, you don't have all this information that you wouldn't have access to in a real-life gunfight. Like, how much uh, health you have left? I think you kind of know. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but like you know, you can't, you can't magically know how many bullets are left in your gun. Like in Tarkov, you know, there's a whole check mag thing and everything. Mm-hmm. Wait, you can't like see Hunter? a map. Yeah, you don't know exactly how many bullets are in your gun just based off the weight. Uh, in Tarkov, no, actually, in life? no, in- just like in in real life, like you don't fire like one <laughs> round out of your AK and be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm missing some grams here. <laughs> Only got 29. I love the thought that you would shoot a single bullet, and instead of remembering that you shot exactly yeah. one bullet, you would know the exact weight of the gun for some reason. The, I've like, just gotten... It's easier than remembering the one shot I fired. I've gotten a mod for my mouse where it actually decreases in weight the more bullets I shoot. So I just can tell based off of the uh, the weight of my mouse... Um, I also, your mouse yeah, I also have to adaptively change my uh, DPI so that it doesn't get fucked the less, like the more that I shoot. But you know, it, it's worth it. I yeah. think. Adaptive uh, DPI scaling. Yeah, one and of the other things is like your DPI. If you ever need to scratch your nose or something like that while you're playing, yeah, yeah, I like I gotta rewire my brain to use my left hand because at least I can take a gunfight. Whereas, like, I was scratching my nose earlier, and, like, I just instinctively scratched it with my right hand while I had my op out on an angle, and then someone swung into it, like, the instant I went to go scratch my nose. Yeah. So, like, if I, did it with, if I did it with my left hand, I would be able to take a shot and TP out. In this context, I... Boom. This is yeah, probably why you're in silver this. still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All gold players know this. Yeah. With my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my non mouse hand. Yeah. So okay. yeah, uh the the long and the short of this topic is, you know, we've been regularly on weekends having some pretty fun uh customs and just stacks in general. And sometimes during the week, but much more popping on Fridays and Saturdays, so come hang out in the Discord. Maybe we'll do Cass's ten man pistol custom that he's always wanted to do at some point. Yeah, I still wanna I still wanna do that. We we didn't get a we didn't get around to doing yeah, that. Yeah, people have been talking about it, but like yeah, we get ten people in a game and we're like, Okay, what fuck shit can we do? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're definitely I'll gonna have to do you. unlimited abilities at some point. Yeah. I I think we're also gonna have to go in and um uh do like agent drafts and bans. Fuck we're that just, would be we, really uh, cool. We're just gonna end like, up being Valorant Curios. <laughs> do they do that as well? No, I, they, I don't really follow No, they're just the uh, <laughs> a YouTube channel that does like weird game modes with like oh, okay. custom games. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, but on to the the first like main topic of today. Uh, I, I saw somebody, I don't know if I saw this in like a YouTube video or like a Reddit discussion thing, but somebody kind of pointed out that Reyna as an agent is in a really awkward position in which he sees little to no pro play, but a fuck ton of rank play. Um, and how interesting Astra was in a similar, but inversed position. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it basically what this boils down to is like, are there just going to be certain agents based off their kit who fall into this category? Right. Whereas like currently we've got certain agents who are underutilized, say Phoenix, right. But you don't see him a lot in ranked play or in pro play. And you've got characters who are very well, like overutilized, like jet chamber. And you see them in both ranked and pro play 
like with similar play levels. But Reyna is a complete outlier in that she's got a fuck ton of ranked play and then like no pro play whatsoever. And it, yeah, like you said, it was a similar situation with Astra pre-nerf where uh, at least at the lower ELOs, you would not see a lot of Astra. But mm -hmm. then uh, in pro play, every single team comp has an Astra in it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah, I feel I, like... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think that it might happen um, in a similar sense to Reyna. And I think that that's okay. What I really don't want to see is Riot choosing one over the other because I feel like they would probably choose pro play, um, which is not what you want to see for like our experience playing Valorant, right? Sure. Like if you take Reyna right now and you were to say, oh, she's getting no pro play, like she needs a buff, she needs to have her own character um, or like, you know, own ability to be useful in this certain situation or on a certain map. Um, you change around her kit and then you fuck over a lot of the ranked players who still love to play with them. So I, I that's not really what I want to see happen to Reyna. I think that she's probably in a good spot where um, enough people can play her in ranked as, as she is. And it's okay that she's not being played in pro because there's so many other characters that they can choose and still have diversity. I like I would potentially like to see maybe something changed about her. I guess it would kind of have to be her leer. Yeah, her leer is a little weak, I think. Cuz her her heal and her dismiss are kind of like the core part of her kit. Yeah. Um and it just seems like the leer while it can be useful is also just a bit of like eh. And I think it's probably why you don't see her in pro play because like the the Lear gets more value in our ranks when like you know, unless you're five stacked, like your communication just might not be there, and it's hard like it's hard to communicate like hey can I get like I'll shoot the eye you hold the angle or vice versa. Um, yeah, because the big thing is if you have either someone with an op who doesn't want to waste their op shot on the Lear or someone who's playing in like a ratty angle where they don't want to give away their position by shooting it, you know, you need right. that coordination to be able to figure out who's taking point on the shot. And it's also right. a flash that can never flash your teammates. Yeah. Which is that, kind of huge, of it, yeah. especially in huge. uncoordinated, low-ranked play, mm -hmm. where, you know, you have Arena flashing into sight, you never have to coordinate, like, oh, I'm not going to peek this angle until, like, your flash blooms. Right. Right. It's because exactly it's not going to flash. Like a sky flash. Yeah. Where, like, you have to be careful to flash before your team or in a spot where they aren't. Yeah, I guess my opinion on the, the topic is... Like like Chase was saying, I definitely think Riot should avoid having this mentality of, okay, well, this agent, we're only going to care about their pick rate in pro play and not ranked. Um, and honestly, the reverse isn't great either. I mean, we kind of saw the we uh, we we kind of saw similar terrain and now with Brim, even though that fell off at the higher ranks to an extent before his buff, where Brim always had a pretty comfortable pick rate in ranked even though he was like never you almost never use except on bind in the pros before his buffs and now thankfully uh chase's boy is getting some love um you know despite the tragic uh stimming reduction by half but even even despite that it seems like brim is back into position in the pro meta which is cool 
But yeah, I, I definitely don't think Riot should do that. I think I think a big part, one of the problems that's limiting how much teams use Reyna is not so much Reyna herself, as much as the fact that the meta right now makes it difficult to use duelists who aren't Raze or Jet. Because Raze and Jet both, first of all, Jet is still one of the best agents in the game. And then Raze, her ability to take space with her utility is so unique amongst the duelists that she does see occasional picks on maps in pro play where, you know, you might run double duelist or you might not want a jet on the map and you have a chamber instead. And you really just don't see double duelist that much. So I think a big part of the problem is not so much that Reyna is weak, but like Phoenix, Reyna, uh, Yoru, Neon... Like, you don't see any of them very much in pro play right now. And so I think it's a greater problem than just Reyna herself. Well, I, I, I think the part of that stems from this, this issue where, like, we, we have seen certain teams, namely, off the top of my head that I can name, being Liquid and Optic, who have experimented with, with using a Neon, right? Um, I yeah. know Optic has been running neon on Haven to, you know, I, I, I've seen rounds where it actually works out quite well. And then I've seen other times where it doesn't work out so great, but, but nonetheless, it seems like people have kind of found a niche for neon in that scenario. Right. And then we, the discussion of how effective it is, is not really the point. Um, but Reyna just doesn't do anything besides having the ability to just snowball around. And so it's kind of hard to have, like, you know, we saw Breach got, like, no fucking pro play until Fracture came out. And now Breach has become, now Breach has become, like, a staple on Fracture and has then moved his way into the meta as people are like, you know what, I actually actually like Breach's kit. I want to try this out on Split. And like, see what I can Which do with this. Was way ahead of the curve on, but like, n- nonetheless, it, I I think you can't even design a map that is just like Reyna would be good here. Whereas for a well, lot I of mean, the under, I mean, they have icebox. Exactly, that's what I was yeah. thinking as well. <laughs> they they have designed yeah. the map, and that's why like Reyna was played on icebox for so long. But it's just the meta has developed to a point where adding multiple duelists to your comp is not. Um, ideal for the pro play. There's so much utility that you are missing out on if you have a double duelist comp. Even though there, are, like, are a lot of teams that still run double duelists, they're most often ones that uh, fill utility holes or um, are able to combine their utility with the rest of the team. Whereas it seems like Reyna doesn't have much of that. Um, right. It's mostly play for yourself. So who are you giving up to do that? And what kind of uh, coordinated team play? Um, and utility, are you giving up, like, just to to have somebody that might be able to get a few more kills in a round? Mm-hmm. See, yeah, as and... far as, yeah, um, as far as, like, redoing Reyna, potentially, I think you could do away with her heal. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't she think would, so. I think she would still get it. Like, obviously, you still get that heal during your ult. But I think you could do away with the heal and just give her something else that provides utility for the team. And I don't think that would break her in in ranked. 
Like, obviously, it, it once again nerfs her smurf, uh, smurf potential, but, like, I don't think it takes her from, like, an, oh, I don't want to play this agent anymore. Like, I, I think her dismiss is more powerful than her heal is, and I think you could potentially drop the heal and give her something. That, something else to do know, with the orb? Her. Yeah. The thing yeah, is, I that's just a full agent rework to do that. That's not it, something it they're probably going to do. Rework. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I think that her heal still plays a role in the way she, that she plays. And I'd be very curious to hear what Alex has to say about this after he listens to the episode, because he has played more Reyna than any of us. But when it comes to Reyna and her ability to have a unique role as a duelist, like Jet, she's able to take aggressive angles that people won't expect because of her ability to get out of dodge with her dismiss. Her dismiss is definitely more important than her heal. But I think the heal does play a significant role because if she's pushing with the team, now as long as she does 50 damage, she has that orb drop. And so, you know, the heal is for when you've taken damage, but you've won a fight and there's no immediate danger. And so once you get that heal to get back to full plus the overheal, now that helps you be even more confident in the... Uh, even more safe in the next duel where you want to play in a weird angle or an oddly aggressive push, because if you're doing those things, you know what's a lot less likely to happen? You getting one-tapped. Because if you're W-keying around a corner, or if you're holding a strange angle, chances are the enemy is going to have a much harder time of flicking right to your head. And when, you know, if they if they get their crosshair to you at all, it's much more likely to be a body shot, even at the pro level. Like, you know, th that heal does matter because the, the counter to why heals are good is that, you know, if you get headshot, it doesn't matter. And I feel like with Reyna, the heal actually is a, a important part of her identity. Um, what do you guys think about that? See, I think that when I'm in, in ranked play and I'm playing Reyna, which is really the only th case that we're talking about because she's not yeah. used at all in, in pro play. Um, like you have to be very careful about the duels that you take against an enemy Reyna because right. any like chip damage that I do before I die doesn't fucking matter. Right. Right. Yeah, because I, she's I just going to overheal uh, to full. Right. I mean, if I do less than a certain amount, but mm -hmm. oftentimes like I'll be playing and I'll be like, you know, Oh, like hundred to this person when I die or, you know, like, you know, 70, this person, but if I go, oh, 70 Reyna, she's healing off me, that's kind of just a useless call-out because I've died and it's like I didn't hit her. Yeah, I only I, give that call-out if I'm figuring out she's healing as I'm saying it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, I, I, I didn't, yeah I didn't consider that. I, I kind of forgot about that aspect. And so that, that'd be something that you're completely missing out on. Um, and right. it's kind of a huge aspect yeah. of how you play Reyna and how you play against a Reyna. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, if I'm just... If there's like a 4v1... Right? Like, me just Ferrari peeking someone and doing 50 damage is actually helpful to the rest of my team. Because now yeah. the remaining right. three people can do less damage to kill them, right? And if you all chip yeah. away 50 damage, then, you know, you're going to win. Um, But that's not necessarily true with Dorena because she can heal back up. And maybe she didn't even have shields to begin with, but now you've given her an overheal. Right? Like, that's a right. huge thing, especially in pistol round. Yeah, or just when you're saving in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if, if Reyna goes in with a ghost, no shields, gets a kill, gets a vandal, plus the overheal, now all of a sudden they're, you know, 
have a full buy worth of stuff. Yeah, and I and and yeah, going along the lines of what Chase was saying in terms of the chip damage and the and the having the chip damage versus the headshot. Um, if you watch Asuna on Icebox during uh, Masters uh, Berlin um, and Masters lead up to that, yeah, 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 right, Masters three because the last one was in Berlin as well. Um, I mean, the way he would play around a site on Icebox with the verticality of the ropes and all the different angles, like his head was rarely in a position where someone was pre-aiming, just because of his incredibly speedy and erratic movement as the Reina. And in that ca- in that kind of case, it's much more likely that, in, like Chase was saying, someone puts a little bit of damage onto him, even at the pro level, and doesn't kill him immediately. And either he kills them and then can heal back up to full, or, um, you know that he's able to get out of the duel and still have the health. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in backing up a little bit to Cass's original point and getting his uh, opinion. Oh yeah. On yeah. That, for sure. Which is, um, do you see there being an issue with there being characters that are used specifically in pro or specifically in the game? Not like, like uh, th- this is kind of why I like, I-, I brought this up in the first place. Cause I'm, I'm kind of torn on that. Like, on one hand, I would like to see every agent that is in the game get some form of 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 pro play, even if it's like even if it's very minute, right? Like Neon has a purpose on Haven. Teams have decided that we can get a Neon past all this utility in a lobby, um, and if they want to try to counter that they're going to have to invest a lot more resources into maintaining a lobby control. Uh, so like, there is a, a use there. And even if that's the only use, I still think it's nice that like you get to see like the majority of the agents in the game being played in some capacity. right? Obviously, we have not seen Phoenix or, or Yoru in a solid amount of time. But I want to say literally every other agent has been used to some capacity at one point. I mean, I was about to bring up Yoru again because we didn't really mention that when we were bringing up the topic, but Yoru's in a similar position where, you know, at this point gets a lot of rank play, um, specifically because the rework has come out recently, but has gotten no pro play at all. Yeah, and I would still say that I think Yoru is, you know, Rainham might get double the ranked play as Yoru does, but at least he has a, a nice niche now in ranked. I was going to say technically, uh, Stom played Yoru in one of their games that didn't matter because they were already yeah. eliminated. Technicality, but like he did do it. Was it to great yeah. effect? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what our bet was about, but uh, I don't. I need to go back and watch the game. I haven't right. done that yet. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, but the the big difference here is I think that there could be a map design that potentially does lead into Yoru's kit. Like if there's if there happens to be a map that comes out in which his TP lineups can can get a lot of value on, and he could get to a bunch of like weird or finicky places with really good timings, then like there there's a potential for that to be really strong. And currently, yes, there there are some like cross map Yoru lineups that you can you can nerd out about and learn. Um 
Like I'm thinking, I know Hunter knows how to get from B Link in Ascent to like CT Spawn. Yeah, but that's just one of them, right? That that's the only place that you can really cross the entire map with his TP. It, it's not like he can somehow get into Hell on A site from B. And I think if there was a map yeah. design that enabled Yoru to really traverse the map from a bunch of different places, that perhaps he could have some value, and we actually would see Yoru in pro play if a certain map design came out. Whereas, I think Reyna's in a situation in which the only thing about her kit that isn't just, I kill, I do something after I kill, is her leer. True. And the only way you could create a scenario in which her leer gets more value than it currently does is in a map that somehow enables you to isolate 1v1s to greater effect, which I just don't really think is possible. Yeah, I'm not sure that that would be a good map. Right. Um, okay, but anyway, to get back to the original point, Chase, um, I, I honestly don't know. Because I, I, I would like to see every character in ranked play, but... Or in pro play. Also, I... Yeah, sorry, pro play. But uh, I understand that, like, that might just be an impossible task. And, and I think that I, it becomes more impossible the more agents you release, because there will always right. be a meta for pro play. People will figure it out. And if you are consistently wanting your agents, like the new agents, to be played in pro, there's going to be significant power creep with the newer agents. Um, so I think that yeah. if you're maintaining like a fair and balanced game between all of the different agents, as Riot has tried to do, um, you're just going to eventually see a lot of agents that won't be played in pro because they're not part of the current meta. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to be played in ranked. In ranked, you get a much wider disparity on agents played and that's great yeah. you never really know who you're going to be going up against yeah so it, well, well one go, go ahead hunter okay okay thanks uh one thing i wanted to sort of push back on a little bit there chase is you said that there's like going to be power creep as time goes on and i'm not sure that riot is going to fall into that trap because you know they put all this effort into Neon and kind of hyped her up as an alternative to Jet. And then, you know, it's been a while since Neon has come out, and now she's sort of a a niche pick, and a, maybe, a, maybe a potentially exciting, interesting niche. But, like, she hasn't come close to rivaling Jet at the pro level, and she's not a ranked demon either. So I think if Riot continues with the philosophy of, let's make new and interesting ideas for agents to diversify things then that won't necessarily result in a ton of power creep, at least not with every agent. No, and that that's not what I was saying at all. I was saying more that if they had if, the... If they want. Yeah, if they yeah, wanted every character oh. to be okay. viable in pro play, then there would be power creep because people have the systems that they already know with the current characters, and in order to entice uh, like professional teams to uh, bring in and rework their entire team comp they're going to need to do something spectacular or some like fill yeah. some sort of niche with that character that has not been filled at all. And I think that if you are trying to do that with every agent, there would be power creep. So, but here, here's what I want to see is I want to see some like of the new agents that come out to not, to not necessarily be, Oh, they do this better, but like this person kind of counters this other agent. Right. 
you want to see direct counters? I, I would like to see direct counters. Um, and like really? off the top of my head, I'm thinking like, you know, if, if you're able to KJ alt a Viper alt, you can kind of force Viper out of that pit, right? Like that's a direct counter. Um, I would argue it's not a direct counter because you have to be positioned in a certain way for that to work. So that's an indirect counter. I mean, KO as a character yeah. is a direct KO counter. KO as to a, a character lot of is, yeah. Utility, but like, but... I, I'm saying that, like, yeah, I would like there to be, or kind of the way that they changed um, Breach's Aftershock to uh, counter Killjoy's alt. Right? It, it's the most effective and reliable way to destroy Killjoy's alt. Because the mm. other classic alternatives being Sova ult, Brim ult. And Brim ult, you need your ult to do that with. Whereas Breach can just be like, oh, they might want to Killjoy ult onto site here. I'm just going to save my Aftershock for that. Um, and so like that is very clearly a direct counter. And I think it's yeah. part of the reason why. Breach actually initially saw a bunch of play on Fracture because the Killjoy alt under B site was just so fucking strong. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, my so, problem specifically with that, as someone who has played Breach on Fracture a few times, I don't prefer to do it, but I will if I need to fill flashes or something. Um, it's fucking hard because you are in the dead center of sight if you're trying to Aftershock down into the floor. You don't have and, to Aftershock down, you can do it at an angle. Even so, like you are definitely exposed, at least in the ways that I'm thinking of how to use it. You're exposed to, uh, like, B-Main. I think we'll just need to go into a custom game, because I, I yeah, think maybe I maybe I, I just haven't played Breach game. enough, maybe, to uh, mm-hmm. to fully understand how to do it. But, um, at least, yeah, so in my experience, I've some Killjoys have ulted under me, and I've been like, well, fuck, they, I, we don't have B-Main control. Our yeah. smokers already died. Like I'm, I can't get the aftershock in there. But yeah, maybe like, I just need to know you, the the yeah. place to do it from. Say you've got two to three people on site. I think you trading your life to get that aftershock off is potentially yeah, the but most if, valuable thing you can do in that situation. If I'm playing Jen, there's no way I'm getting to like the point. Like as soon as I peek that, if someone's B main, they're going to shoot me, right? Like they're. I might not well, even be able to get my aftershock out. Well, it depends on how they're out. playing it. Because that ult is so brutal in that, you know, if you don't completely leave the site, it detains you. I have seen some teams, like, wait for the ult to charge up a good bit before they push site. Because, you know, if you wait to see who's detained, then that can really give you a, an idea of what you got going on. But I guess I guess it depends on how the team is playing around yeah. it, though. Right. Well, either way, like, I, I would like to see some more... Yeah, some more agents that counter other agents, and then I would like at some point to be able to see as the picks and ba- or like as the picks come through, what the enemy team is playing. And like, I don't really know why you can't do that right now. Like, like when you're when you're in a game, right, and you see the like the check marks for the other team on what they've picked. I can't think of a good reason why I shouldn't be able to see what agent they're picking. Well, the reason is that you wouldn't, that would be a disadvantage to you to lock, right? So everyone would just, I guess, hover until the very last second and then lock. I don't know if that's right necessarily yeah. a bad thing, but I feel like it could add to the confusion of the game where mm-hmm. 
like it would just be more complicated because if someone locks and you're going to be like, fuck you, why would you lock now? They can see what you've locked. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like it, you know, that would be the meta just hover and maybe hover, uh, misdirect a little bit. You could tell your team on comms, I'm actually going Omen, but I'm going to hover Viper. And then at the last second you switch it. Yeah. Like I don't see a, a benefit to adding that into the game. Uh, like, well, I, I only I guess, see negatives yeah. of people being toxic uh, against people who would lock early. Right. I, I guess that, like, the the way to do it would be if they did introduce the cascading agent pick. Yeah, uh, then if you were like, going hey, back and forth, maybe you'd be able to see that. Right. It's like, hey, like, you get 20 seconds to pick. And you need to pick within this 20 seconds or it's going to be random. Or Except whatever. the way that they were saying that, yeah, it, that the cascading agent pick would work would be that if you did not pick within those 20 seconds, you'd just be bumped to the end. Right, right. And that would not work because then everyone would just bump themselves to the end until the very last second and then pick. Yeah, okay. So I guess it would have to be adjusted to be like, if you don't pick within this time frame, like like it will be random or something along those lines. Which is also fucked because, you know, maybe you're playing with a five stack and oftentimes you're like, oh, we're going to get in queue because we don't know if it's going to be five minutes or 10 seconds. I'm gonna okay, go sure, take a piss, that, like, that, and then that, that's such an isolated situation. I like... know it happens all the fucking time. Are you kidding me? It's like, oh, like hop in the queue. I'm gonna go grab my food from the door. No, I guess like yeah, but I'm just I'm saying, gonna like, grab like, a beer. You just have to right. You just have to adjust that mentality to be like, all right, let me pick my agent, and then I'll go fucking rip my piss or whatever. Yeah, but you don't know if you're gonna lock in the next ten seconds, or it's gonna be ten minutes until you lock. Right? Like any sure, at I any mean... point, you're gonna walk away. Like I, I just think that it's an inconvenience, and I don't see the upside to it enough to introduce that inconvenience. Yeah, it's it's interesting because on the one hand, I kind of balk at the idea of picks and bans because then you really do get into hard counters, like we were talking about. Um, and it is kind of cool to see people who can focus on, you know, really mastering an agent at least on a particular map. But, like, on the other hand, as we were talking about in terms of as Valorant continues and continues to pump out agents, it would definitely lead to more agent diversity if there were bans. Because, you know, if, you, if you're facing the other team and they have a cracked omen, then, you know, you would ban omen, then that forces you out of your comfort zone. And uh, maybe you go Astra when you wouldn't normally play Astra. I feel like that's a bad example because who wants to see more Astra? But, you know, <laughs> there could be some uh, other agents <laughs> that that benefits. Um, right. And so like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn about it. The um, I believe it was Knights put on a tournament in which they did run with picks and bans. Yeah, uh, I heard it was about like that. a it was like a tier two tournament that C9 decided to participate in. Um, because they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna get in reps. Um, and C9 ended up winning it, but like, it was super cool seeing all these weird and wacky agent comps that came out because of the because of the bans. Um, and obviously, like, I mostly watched the C9 games, and to be fair, they weren't taking it super seriously. Like, they had, um, who was it? They had Zeta playing Jet on Breeze for shits and giggles. Wow. Um, but, like, nonetheless, you got to see diverse agent comps because of that. Uh, which I, I think is something that is, is potentially lacking. Like, I... I, I feel like going into this next major tournament um, in, in Reykjavik, or Reykjavik, however you pronounce that, um, I have a fairly good idea what every single team is going to be playing on every map. 
Right. And I might be surprised once or twice. Like, that's definitely possible, but... There's a meta. But the thing is, there's always yeah. going to be a meta. And I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing, the, because you're going to see better... Pan fuck with that, which I think would be good. Well, I mean, my second part of that sentence was literally, I don't see a problem with there being a meta. Like, I, I feel like then you're getting teams to be like oh this i'm gonna just play this better than you we have better strategies we have better comms we have better uh you know mid-round calls like that that's what it is um and that's a huge part of pro play that i don't know may maybe you just like luck into a good uh ban like if agent picks and bans right and yeah. then you're like oh well now we're just gonna fucking roll them because we prepped for this yeah, I know. I, I just like the more fluid nature of like it's why I really liked like one of the like original metas in which like almost every single team ran a double duelist comp. It was more it was more fluid and less this is what our strategy is, which I personally really liked. Um but obviously like that, that's an opinion thing and like that's up for debate. Between, like, what what do you think is the best way for pro play to proceed? But yeah, I, I feel like the interesting thing about the pick and ban system is that it's sort of going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast when it comes to Riot balancing agents for pro versus ranked play. When it comes to pro play now, because there aren't bans, Riot has to make sure that in each, like, role that a team looks to fill on their team for example like smokes there isn't one character who gets too much of the pie in terms of the percentage of play whereas if you had a pick ban system they would actually be able to focus on the opposite making sure one character doesn't have too little of the pie because the character who is getting who might be the best in too many situations is just going to get banned so they can focus more on making sure that the ones at the bottom are valuable picks when the other person is banned. And then eventually it'd be good if the guy is like being banned every time, then he's probably too strong. But like, I feel like that could really improve the agent diversity by a lot as we look at, you know, three years from now when they're going to be, what, if they release it three or four agents a year, there's going to be like, you know, nine more agents in the game. Like that could be helpful. I just don't see a problem with like two teams having the same comp in, in pro. I enjoy watching it just the same because their play styles are going to be so different. Like their strategies are going to be so different that I'm not going to be watching something so repetitive with every game that I'm going to be bored with it. Um, I, and like, I, I guess I'm sorry, go ahead. Keep, well, yeah, and there, yeah. I, what I was saying is that there's literally like no benefit to this in ranked. Um, if you wanted to introduce that, because there's already such a huge diversity in the people that, be, like, the agents that people play. So, I mean, fucking Hunter chooses Yorio on every map. So... <laughs> gang, gang. Like, there, there's just so much diversity that you're not seeing in pro play, and I think that's fine, because that you are, and it, it makes it interesting when I'm playing Valorant in ranked, uh, and I can see pro play as a separate thing of, oh these guys have figured out the way to play it, the way they want to play it, and I want to let them display to me like the best Valorant that they can possibly play. I don't I want them like to be was... fucked up by uh, a random pick or ban of an I, agent. You I, know? 
I, I just feel like there's there's definitely like trickle down meta. Like Of course there Viper, is. Of course there's yeah. trickle down meta. But that's even so, it's not like in pro play we don't see or in, in ranked play we we don't see more diversity. Like we do see that. No, we do see more diversity, but like it, it, ever since like a bunch of the pros have been talking about how fucking bad Phoenix is, I feel like I never fucking see a Phoenix. With the rare really? exception of when Boof decides he's going to fuck around and play Phoenix. I feel like I see Phoenixes at a pretty similar level to Yoru's and Neon's yeah. in ranked play. I feel like I very rarely see any of those three. I mean, I see like, Neon's I at- a lot. I see Yoru's quite a bit. I see phoenix quite a bit too right like i think that it's just the the bias of you knowing that phoenix is a bad character for for pro play um or just kind of a bad character in general that you're not i I mean i have if i'm playing two or three games in a day there's gonna be a phoenix in one of those lobbies at least no no way (laughs) well we can we can pull stats on this and report yeah i mean fuck like how many games how many games did we play today four yeah there wasn't a phoenix any game there wasn't yeah i was thinking thinking of the same thing but i could go through my last 10 games and see if there's a phoenix in them and i i bet you there would be but if i could you know since this is once again devolving into what normally happens on the podcast where we talk about stuff that we don't actually know the answer to if i could go back to something chase said in terms of you know liking teams being able to prepare for you know, a setup that they're going to execute well. One thing that really came to mind just now for me is that if there was a pick ban system, it would really change, you know, who you would want on your roster for your Valorant pro team because flexibility would become much more important. Like the biggest thing that comes to mind is in the, in the first strike tournament uh, that was only regional across, you know, the first, the, the first major tournament of Valorant, uh, TSM Drone was widely considered one of the best duelists in NA simply because he was a really, really good Phoenix. And then when Phoenix drifted out of the meta, he was never able to switch to another agent and have nearly as much success. If Phoenix was still in the meta today, I think he would still be considered a incredible duelist. But he just wasn't able to make that shift. And so if you did have this pick band system, it would definitely... You, you couldn't have anyone on your team who was a specialist in one or two agents because, you know, they would be outclassed. Yeah, the other team could just cripple that one person, right, by, right, right. by so banning the two really, agents they play. Yeah, so that be that would really change the way teams were constructed. And I don't know if that'd be a good or a bad thing. It just is interesting to consider. I, I think it would be a bad thing because, like you were saying earlier, I like to see people um, specialize, especially, like, mm-hmm. in, like, one agent for a map, no all of your lineups, known all of, all of your strategies so that you're really damn good at that agent. And you're absolutely missing out on that. If you have to be flexible enough to know four or five agents on every map. Well, okay. I think you guys are perhaps taking the picks and bans a little far here. I'm literally just thinking that like one team comes in. So like, say the map is Icebox, right? One yep. team comes in and says, fuck you. No Viper in this game. And then another team comes in and is like, okay, cool. Uh, no sage. Okay, so it's two bands that apply. Yeah, to both I'm like that, that. That's that's what I'm saying, right? I'm not saying it needs to be every single person gets to ban an agent or whatever. That like, extreme. But like, even I'm with those each two, team, each team gets to just fucking chop one off the block. 
But like even right now, you can imagine a scenario where the two agents that get banned are Jet and Chamber, and then there are people who are you know Jet Chamber mains who are like, oh damn, <laughs> no, I'm well, yeah, I, mean, that'd be- <laughs> I guess your your team wouldn't do that. Hopefully, I yeah, mean, like, like if team, we're talking, my team probably if if, if we're like, talking pro play, yeah, if we're talking pro play, right? And I'm a yeah. Jet Chamber main. My team's probably not going to ban Jet or Chamber. I guess I guess they that's might ban, true. They might ban the one that I'm not planning on playing. But then what if the but other then, team fucked? Exactly, yeah. and then that puts it into the scenario where the other team could ban the other one, and so they probably just wouldn't even ban that. They'd be like, okay, you're our... I guess that's fair. You're our least flexible player, so to speak, right? We're not yeah. going to ban one of the two agents you play. But the thing is that we'll, puts we'll you in a severe else. disadvantage, because if that's really the best character to ban, you now can't do that because you're... Least flexible player yeah, only plays okay, two characters. Yes, but I'm saying, like, why would you want to ban Jet if I'm, like, a Jet main? I, I wouldn't. Well, I guess... But I, I'm I, saying, I, I'm saying but maybe why, I would, would want to... Why Jet be the most effective strategy, then? Okay, I'm fucking... I'm playing Yay. Like, I'm playing I against... Thinking, I was literally gonna say I'm that playing exactly. against Optic. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I want to ban Jet. Because, yeah. fuck, we don't want Yay on the Jet. Mm-hmm. Right? But... Uh, yeah. you're on my team, Cass, and you only play Jet and Chamber, right? So then we're gonna have a Chamber duel. So then I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna ba- I'm gonna ban, I'm gonna ban Jet. Yeah. Right. And then they go, oh, we now have the opportunity to fuck over one of their players. <laughs> but that would fuck over themselves. Is the point? Like, if if we ran into a scenario, right, in which the three of us happen to be playing against Optic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Yay yeah. can't play Jet or Chamber. That's a fucking win. Well, fuck, that's dude, an interesting scenario. Like, 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 fuck, dude. That, that's a fucking win if Yay can't play Jet or Chamber. I mean, it's an interesting scenario because we chose somebody who plays Jet and Chamber as well. But right, and we're talking yeah. about someone on our team who also plays Jet and Chamber. Yeah, really. Maybe, the scenario would be you're worried about someone on Jet who has a pretty big agent pool but they're best on jet and then you have a teeny agent pool and only play jet and chamber whereas yay does just specifically do those two it's 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 weird to think about it's but, weird yeah, to think know. about but i i don't think that it would be beneficial to the pro meta to in- introduce this i i don't know i i started the conversation thinking it would be harmful to the pro meta but the more i think about it the more exciting it seems i might be slowly going to the dark I, side of that i really here. like it i might like the novelty of it for like a single tournament that's not part of vct mm-hmm. um ev- like of course i want to see it with like all of the best teams there so there'd have to be yeah. some like you know some yeah. external factor there but yeah um, fucking massive ass prize pool yeah pretty much but i just don't see it being that like interesting in the long term, I'd rather be able to see these teams train their agents, train their team comps, come up with strategies that work the best for them. And I want to see them execute those and see if they can out plan the other team. Can they like counter stratum to the point where, where like they're the better team because they did the research, they came up with the better strategies Right, like that's what I want to see in in pro play, and I think that's really cool when you're like, oh fuck, like they know, like they watched all of our vods, they know that this player likes to play here as this character, and so we're gonna like uh, use our utility combined, like we figured out a way to push him off that and really take advantage of it. 
Um, and you're going to see much less of that if there's so much more uncertainty in what characters people are playing. Yeah, I will say, whether it's for better or for worse, along the lines of what you were saying, Chase, that I feel like if the pick band system was introduced, it would make uh, pro play more like ranked play. Because, you know, when you when you solo queue into a, a competitive game, like, you know, you're, you might be a Jet main, but now you can't play Jet because someone else locked Jet immediately. So then you're talking about, you know, what you're going to fill. So you might very well end up with a group of people where there are people who aren't on the agents that they really want to be in the situation. And maybe you don't have a perfect team comp because some people felt strongly they should play some agents, then the remaining people couldn't fill for the most ideal agents in the situation. So, you know, I feel like there would be uh, some similarity there in making it more like that experience in the pro level. I agree with that, and I I don't like it. I I just feel like there there would (laughs) often be a, like, perhaps meta isn't the right word, but it's just like, for example, I'm talking like, you know, with Viper's, um, like, dominance on Icebox. I mean, not necessarily anymore, but... Okay, sure, but, like, either way, you you get what I'm trying to go for here, right? Like, there is an agent that you see on this map, like, without fail. And if you came in and said, you know what? We don't need a Viper. Like, we we can make Omen work, or whatever it may be. And then you ban out the Viper from the other team who maybe was expecting that to go through because like you, you what are you going to do ban away the most the thing is at the pro level they well? know that they know you're going to ban the viper they're going to counter strat to another thing and then they're you might as well ban that but then what do they fall back to the viper like what i i don't understand where the the advantage in this is because they're just going to plan for oh like they know that they can play without a without a viper they're just going to ban viper so now we need to come up with a strategy that's not they do that well, then the other team, oh, now we're going to ban Omen. Okay, well, I guess okay, we go back, go back to the Viper. Then go back like to the that, Viper, then. It's no fucking different. Like, that's... I, I, don't, see, I don't see the difference. Oh, I, I, like, I really like the change that that would introduce. Well, maybe we should leave this to Cass. Um, after this podcast goes live, do you want to make a poll about, you know, laying out how you think the pick band system should go in the polls without discussion and we'll see you know we'll yeah, see what the, what the people think yeah we'll just um, hit poll after to, uh... poll yeah dude we're getting two polls at least from this episode see i think it's really interesting you know after after the last episode if we uh if we do a little reporting from it if you guys don't mind am i interrupting anything that anyone wanted to say here just no. to make sure Oh, no, no. Yeah, so we have two polls so far. Uh, so first of all, I asked the question of which ability is worse, Phoenix Wall or Neon Wall, as promised. Currently, we have 13 votes for Phoenix Wall being uh, worse and seven votes for uh, Neon Wall being worse. So Yes, yeah, seven uh, fucking idiots lean... in this Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to look at the names because I don't want to know who voted for Neon Wall. You're That's insane. <laughs> You're absolutely. Oh, I'm insane. looking it up. We got we got some we got some good people voting for the for the neon. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're you know, ridiculous if you voted for neon wall. <laughs> That's absolutely a troll vote. <laughs> that is a troll. That's vote. Great. No, no, it's it's straight up. I'm I'm gonna. I was thinking of doing this. I don't know if I'll get around to it. I want to go through and like make a video with clips from pro play. Um, 
showing how you're not going to find any Phoenix player. <laughs> no, dude, I'm going to go back to first strike. You know, Phoenix was used a ton wait, in, in wait, that wait, era. But Neon wasn't even out, so that doesn't fucking count. No, no, no. I'm going to use clips from Neon now and show the way. Okay, but the neither of them are good. No, no, They're both no, no, shit. Yeah, you can't <laughs> fucking, dude. No, no. You're just comparing apples to oranges here. Yeah, because like, you're no, saying that's that's, that's, that's I'm comparing way oranges back in the to oranges. Day. That, that's that, like, that's before people found out Jet was fucking busted. Yeah, dude. I'm. What, what are you talking people, about? People, I were saying that, that people I'm didn't comparing... know how to play the damn game at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like that's way too far back when Phoenix was part of the meta. They were still pros, though. Like you can still look at the. The point isn't like, oh well, you know, this Phoenix wall could have been countered by this agent who didn't exist yet. My point is to show how a Phoenix wall can be used to good effect. And how a neon wall struggles to find value. Well, it's kind like, of exactly the really... point because if it can be countered hard by a agent that does exist right now, then it wouldn't be fucking used. That makes the like the ability even worse. Well, I mean that's true, but like I don't think there is such an agent. Straight like straight up, I don't think there is an agent. I mean, you could say KO because you can't use any abilities, but like what's you know that affects every agent. You know, I, yeah. I just feel like the, the game was just way too in its infancy back then for you to even try to begin to compare the two. Like, I'm not I, I just comparing, like just... dude. I'm not comparing the state of the game from now to then. I'm comparing the usage of a certain yeah. utility and what value it can provide. Okay, if you want to put no. in the the work to do that, I I would right. watch the video and then like, make my opinion from there. A piece of utility. I don't think people have like you know expanded their brains threefold on how to deal with a flamey wall of some sort. I think people in general have gotten out. way better at how they use or like use utility and how you counter utility. Than okay, well, back in first strike. This is all like, hypothetical I, I because I don't general, even know but... if I'm going to make the video, but right. yeah. I didn't expect so much pushback on this. Okay, uh, poll number two. Thing, <laughs> the poll number two is, do you feel insulted for being called a smurf? Uh, and you are not actually smurfing. Or are you flattered? Um, and we oh, have two votes for insulted and nine votes for flattered. Uh, I mean, absolutely, that's that's a yeah. flattering statement. I, I haven't, I, I haven't yeah. responded to the poll, but I believe like in an early podcast, we're talking about what's the best feeling in Valorant. Yeah. And I literally stated being called a Smurf when I'm on my main. Yeah, no, yeah. being called like, a Smurf is, is incredible. Feeling. You're like, oh, oh yeah. fuck you, what's your rank? And you're actually that rank? I mean, mm -hmm. at the same time, there's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, fucking, this person's a smurf. Like, what's your real rank? If they were actually on that on their main uh, at that point, they should be fucking feeling great about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yep, yep, I agree. Like, and hey, like, I'm not saying it's impossible, right? Like, and typically what I go off of is how good is their movement? Like, not necessarily their aim, but like, if someone does just round a corner and fucking one tap me just like single bullet fired to my head like four or five rounds in a row i'm probably gonna think they're smurfing yeah and you know if that's if you're on your main and you're just having a good fucking game like dude feel good about gonna it be over the fucking moon man yeah and like, I'm, I'm gonna help you feel over the moon at like at it by calling you a smurf so yeah. <laughs> i mean I'd, I'd like to say like probably all of us have been called a smurf at some point in our valent career um I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it's a pretty damn good feeling. Yeah. yeah as rare as it happens for me. Yes, like likewise. <laughs> yeah. I can remember one time recently, but like there aren't many times where I get called a Smurf. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you're just, you know, uh, you're you're 10 and 2 in the first 5 rounds and you're just like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me a lot because I'm very streaky. It's not uncommon for me to start a game with looking like a Smurf and then very quickly it becomes obvious that I'm not. 
Yeah, I, I was just say that like I have had a game like that. I opened a game on defense in which I believe I aced pistol. Oh, baby. Got four kills round two because obviously they were saving and I had a gun. Yeah. And then round three, we ended up losing, but I think I got like another four kills on our bonus. Oh, um, man. And like, so I just opened the game on a fucking heater, immediately called out for smurfing. So you're, and you're still at 13 just, and 2 at that point. Holy. Yeah. And then <laughs> no, I think I was 13 and 1. Okay, um, okay. I was like 12 or 13 and 1 by like round three. And then proceeded to like not get another kill for the entire half. Yeah, wow. and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now he's thirteen and and ten, so I think yeah. we're he's okay. <laughs> I, but like, fuck! I opened on a goddamn heater. Um, feels good though, for sure. Yeah, it does feel good. I, I I do think like as I stated in one of the previous podcasts, and someone can go back and fact check me on this. I do think I remember you saying it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to fact check you. I remember mm-hmm. it. No, fuck you, Cass. I don't think you said it. I'm going to go look. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no notch, but. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what do we got up next on the docket, Cass? Uh, well, Chase, do you have an, an agent kind of mentally built, ready to ready to fire off with? I mean, we're going to talk about it, so let's go. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um... All right, fuck it. I'll start. Uh, okay, so my agent is, well, I'm assuming Hunter's agent, once again, is going to be Wait, 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 The topic that we're going into is agent ideas. Yes. I mean, you you never, like, explicitly stated shit. I did did kind of gloss over that. All right, we're talking about new agent (laughs) ideas. Right, right. I mean, Um, yeah, we said we were going to be doing this for weeks, and we just haven't, we haven't gotten to it because we had the guest last week. Yeah, um... Okay, so, once again, I'll go back to what I was saying. Um, I think Hunter's agent is probably going to be more defined than, well, I guarantee you it's going to be more defined than mine, and perhaps probably more defined than Chase, given the conversation we had earlier today. But at any rate, got him. <laughs> here's what I got. All right, all right, all right. I want an agent who really properly fills the jack-of-all-trades. I want an agent that, like, four fucking people on your team insta-locked. One of them being me, so this would be an agent for you two. Um, I guess it'd just be Chase, because Hunter and I would have insta-locked. Okay, but at any rate, this agent not only has smokes, <laughs> but he also has flashes. And they both are oh, great. No, like a proper <laughs> But, like, they're not great, right? They're mediocre smokes, mediocre flashes, um... And also, he's going to have a mediocre molly. All built into the same ability. It's going to be an E. He gets an orb. You chuck the orb. Or a ball of some kind. Kind of like a baseball throw. And then when it hits, you can decide what you want it to do. Interesting. So you get three abilities into one. Yes, but it has to hit. Hit And you can decide a surface. Okay, so you're saying I can't throw my fucking smoke straight up. Okay. You can't KO right-click pop flash with it, because it has to hit a surface. But when it hits, you can choose to have it flash, smoke, or molly. Okay. Interesting. Right? Just the the three things just packaged into there. Now, I'm not sure exactly how the UI is going to function, because 
I wanted this agent to be more of a sentinel than anything else. And so I would also like them to have the trophy system that I talked about earlier in regards okay. to me wanting Brim to have that replace a stem beacon. But I think a lot of people are pretty stoked about how Brim's stem beacon works currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he's already been changed, so Riot's not going to go back in and be like, eh, rework the C ability. So I would like a trophy system in the game. And I've stated this on previous podcasts, but to give a brief rundown, if you haven't listened to those, it's a deployable. You chuck it on the ground. When things come flying at it, they just get shot down. So like a KO molly, or a KO flash, I mean, tries to come out onto site, this trophy system within a certain range, and obviously that would have to be fine-tuned, but like it would just get shot down. Like you don't get your you don't get your flash. Or like you uh your raise nade goes out and boom, like you just your raise nade's gone. Your um, would it be only destroyable abilities? Uh because like I a KO a KO mal, or a KO flash is not destroyable, a sky flash yeah. is. Uh, right, right. a Sova no, Dart not, is destroyable once yeah, it hits I'm something. It would, not, it would not just be destroyable abilities. But it it absolutely is going to have a we can discuss whether it, it should probably just be one. It can break an ability, and it's going to have to have a range. So if if your Sova Recon Dart lands outside of the range in which you deployed this, it wait, but it, it would have to fly outside of the range because as soon as it enters it, you're saying it would be destroyed. Yes, yes, it would. Ha- but like typically, Sova lineups go like woo way up in the sky and then bloop plop down somewhere. <laughs> I like the sound effects, Cass. Um, but but yes, if something enters its dome sphere yeah dome yeah if something enters its half sphere dome then yes it would just be destroyed okay and, and is there only... a third ability here um well again i was gonna say this depends on how like the ui thing works but i was gonna go ahead and say probably not you would probably need q e and i'm thinking f to all be the three abilities that your orb does, or your ball does when it hits something, right? Like, let's call E the smoke, U the flash, and then F be the molly. So I'm thinking you probably could not have a separate Q ability, the trophy system being your C. Yeah. So similar to Reyna, the, the E and the Q would be tied in together, and you couldn't have like a separate Q ability. Uh, And then for the alt, you drop a care package and anyone on your team can come and interact with said care package and pick an ability. That's part of their kit. Oh, that's interesting. Wait. Oh, like they get one of their abilities back? You can just get one of your abilities back. That's not an alt. That is not an alt, as if you were buying it. So, yeah. like, mid-round, I can choose to buy another Jet Dash. Would you another, be like, spending money for it, or would you get it for free as part of the care package? Because you said buy another. No, no, you would, you would get it for free. You would get right, it for right, free. Right. Yeah, it's, that's what I was thinking. Like, this character's alt is a care package that you... It would probably be, like, visibly. He just chucks a duffel bag on the ground and be like, resupply here. That is super cool. Yeah, I'm that would be lie. sick. I really like that yeah. idea. Because I don't think that it's OP, right? Like, I think that... Yeah. Like, no, you have to go and collect it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just like, yeah, like, you have to physically go and collect it. I feel but like it like, might it be is... weak. It might be really weak. 
But I like the idea a lot that I, w- I really want to see you it in the game. get an additional jet dash or a raise nade or like... But if you have to go and extra, collect it... Every character on your team gets it though, right? So like say yeah. your team has taken sight, you plant spike, you get your ult, you drop a care package down. Now all of a sudden your brimstone has a smoke you didn't have. Yeah. Right? Now you've got an extra yeah. molly for post plant. Yeah, that's like, pretty huge. Like I, I think it'd be fucking. Massive. It has to be something that you ha- that you've already used, right? So like, yes, yes you have to have yes, an open slot like available stockpile. for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't stockpile. Um, yes, that really allows you to like utility dump to get into site, and then once you've mm-hmm. taken site, restock with restock. that ult, which is super cool. Yeah, I think that it's a cool ability. I, I'd like to see it. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a super cool idea for an ult. Yeah, I, I love that cast, and I think my, the one thought that came to my mind is if it te- if it turns out being too weak, what I wonder is if you could have an option in addition to getting an ability back that you've used, you could also just get a free alt point out of it. Like, what do you think of that, cast? I got nothing against it. I, I feel like, unless it gives me my alt... I would well, yeah, probably that's, just that's take the ability. When you yeah, would but like, eh. yeah. I, I would no, say... I don't no. love that idea. I don't. I don't yeah, love it don't because love giving everybody on your team an ult point for a piece of utility. Well, yeah, for that someone team. else's ult. Well, oh yeah, I guess it is someone else's. Yeah, because realistically, if you pop your ult and then everyone on your team gets an ult, gets point, an ult point, I mean, but yeah, I mean, assuming that this was a seven point ult of yours, then you're still net negative in ult points. <laughs> you just distribute them around. Yeah, so, true. Like I don't feel like that would be overly strong. But I think it would be overly strong for Jet to get her dash back, Brimstone to get her Molly, and then Raze get her fucking ult. Brimstone's a girl now? Yeah, you... <laughs> Interesting. I missed that part of it. Okay. Um... <laughs> but yeah, you, you, I you mean... get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. yeah I, I get what you're saying. But either way, that was like a small thing that came to my head. I think even if you ignore the ult thing entirely, that sounds like a super interesting uh, like ult. I would love to see that. And so, like, yeah, basically, I just envision this as like. The ultimate fill pick. Mm-hmm. I can and see like, that for sure. Yeah, like the smoke can't be too strong. The flash can't be too, and like obviously the flash is inherently just like it's kind of impossible for it to be way too strong because it needs to hit a surface. Yeah. before you can deploy it. So like, yeah, you're probably going to be able to see it hit the surface, and it's going to be super easy to turn away from. But like, it does its job. It will get somebody off the angle, um, even if it's just like momentarily. And then it would have to have, again, a mediocre molly. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would kind of like to see this agent in action. Yeah, I feel like it could be an ultimate fill. I don't know if it would ever be played in pro, going back a little bit to earlier. Yeah, yeah. again, I, I, I feel like it... Yeah. I, I could see it potentially being used as a... We're trying something really fucking unique, and because of that, we're missing a couple key pieces to our team comp. Yeah. And this is the only agent that allows us to do this. But well, like, it'd have, be, it have to be a really unique and weird strategy you're trying to employ. And you're just going to have to accept the fact that like our flashes aren't going to be good and our smokes aren't going to be great. Yeah. But I like the ability to be able to pick something like that in ranked play where you you know, three people lock duelist and you're like, well, fuck, I have to now choose. I'm filling. I have to choose between smokes and flashes. And I can be like, well, I can get both. They're just kind of not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And obviously how many orbs you would, or how many, I'm imagining them as baseballs just in my head for some reason. But like, 
how many baseballs you'd have to throw out would obviously be something that you would need to balance. See, I like I like seeing them as baseballs, but I like them being sticky. Oh yeah, so just uh, pre this year's baseball, when every fucking pitcher in the world had a shit ton of spider tack on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did, so they, I, did they remove that this year? Oh yeah, no. There's been like, I mean, okay. Now keep in mind, I I used to follow baseball a lot more seriously than I currently do. So uh, if any of you guys listen to the podcast, watch a shit ton more baseball than I do, by all means, um, let me know. If I am talking out of my ass here, definitely inform me about this. But uh, basically, uh, last year. There was this whole controversy of pitchers using way too much crap to get a better grip on the ball. And it right. used to be kind of like an unwritten rule as in like you don't call people out about it. Because like if you go and call the other team out for it, they're going to call you out for it. And every fucking pitcher has some kind of shit on their hands. Um, and so it used to be like a thing. And uh, batters used to be more okay with it because it's like, oh, hey – if I'm not going to get hit by the pitch, like if they get a better grip on the ball, so I'm not getting fucking balls beamed at me at 90 miles an hour. Like, Hey, that's cool. Um, but then a bunch of statistics came out within like the past couple of seasons on how much of a factor spin rate plays into making pitches unhittable. And so mm-hmm. somebody built a graph and said, Hey, if you can throw a ball at this speed with this, this much spin rate, being how many RPMs the ball is moving, um, you basically just enter with City, and it's virtually fucking impossible to hit your ball due to how much oh. movement it has on it. Um, and so pitchers were obviously gravitating towards these sticky substances to increase their spin rate to make them basically fucking unhittable. Makes sense, makes sense. All right, so yeah, now this ability, obviously unhittable. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no spin rate though. So yeah, I I think that if it hits a wall, it should stick there. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent. Like hits wall, it sticks. It should kind of go pretty fast, and it should go like you know I could throw this against a wall. It sticks there, and then I choose which one. Like I can, it can stick, and then I hit flash, right? Or it can stick, and then I it like smoke. Smokes. Yeah, Yeah. this is how I envisioned it. Yes. So it it would have a it would have a slight trajectory to it. It wouldn't be fucking, like, hit scan, if that makes sense. Like, it's not Neon's fucking concuss. Yeah, it's slightly less speed than that. Yeah, but it's also not fucking Phoenix Molly, where you fucking throw it, and then 20 meters later it decides it got whiskey dick and drops to the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lob. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So for the class of this agent cast, were you thinking probably initiator is what it sounds like? I'm thinking sentinel. Oh, interesting. Huh. Uh, just, I guess the trophy system does seem like a sentinel. Yeah, the, the the reason why I leaned into sentinel is because I wanted this agent to have the trophy system. And the ult is kind of sentinel-y. And the ult is Yeah, also- it's more that the E seems like a more of an initiator. Yeah. That the other two seem more sentinel. You know, I mean, well, like, you know, Chamber like, has a gun, and that would seem weird uh, for his Yeah, obviously the, time, the whole so. point of this agent, right, is to kind of bridge the gaps between the different core classes. But I, right. I think the other abilities lean more towards Sentinel, and the idea of having these options to go off of, like, I understand how you say that might be more Initiator-like, but, like, Smokes is something that, outside of Jet, has kind of just been a controller thing. Right. I True. guess technically safer Cages. 
Yeah, but, yeah, Cipher is um, a Sentinel, so that actually yeah, supports exactly. the point. So, like, yeah. I, I, I personally feel like this agent should be should be a Sentinel. I, I see the Sentinel the role. I wasn't, I wasn't disagreeing, honestly. Okay. I was just kicking around ideas. At um, the end of the day, like, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter what you call it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the agents do what they do. If you want to call this an initiator, you want to call this a duelist, like, you know, that's kind of potato potato. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Now, if we're going to move on a little bit, um, mm-hmm. Hunter, do you mind going last? Because I'm sure that your ideas are the most fleshed out here. Um, Castles was pretty good, but well, and you, you, you seem go last. You seem pretty uh, pretty excited for your ideas. So I'm, I'm excited to hear them. I oh, think yeah, it'd be geez, a good thing yeah. to end on. Um, I have three things to talk about, and I'm not sure how long any of them will really take. But cool, cool. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was bringing this back to the first time we did this on the podcast, um, a couple of the ideas that we threw out, um, specifically my idea for Kyle. Now, this was like one of the very first episodes that, um, that we ever recorded where we talked about agent ideas. And that's why we're revisiting it is we obviously have come up with a couple more things, but I would like to say that, Oh, that too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I would like to say that it is obvious that Valorant, or like riot devs listen to this podcast yeah. because my idea for Kyle, although not in its full glory was basically put into the game with neon. Now, yeah, if There's we no come sock now, if we would like, <laughs> that's, that's the concuss. That's the concuss. <laughs> now, if we would like to revisit, I have pulled up my, my notes on what Kyle was. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Right. So Kyle was an initiator, uh, his E monster energy, uh, increased movement speed for an amount of time. Yes. That's wild. Right? Oh my god. Um, His Q was called K-Hole, and it was a Yoru flash that bounces off walls, but instead of a flash, it concusses you. <laughs> that's insane. Dude, I, I, I honestly didn't remember all the specifics of Kyle, and that's wild. Now, C. Cumsock was uh, his initiator ability that is definitely not in neon that was you know uh does 50 damage and there's an audio cue if somebody is in this corner or if it hits yeah. them right so it's kind of like a clear angle does a little bit of damage yeah. um right it's that, working on that one yeah yeah to come. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then at his uh like ultimate was called fuck it and it pulls out a random gun that's not a pistol but you know <laughs> yeah neon zolt is also a kind of a, it's a gun it's it's yeah, different it but I think that they they obviously took my notes on Kyle. Made him a bit more PC. Made them, yeah. I mean, call it what you want. But... Right, not PC, <laughs> I guess it's more age-appropriate. Yeah, yeah, this isn't. This game isn't rated M. <laughs> I mean, I think mine's appropriate, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. I, I think that they definitely heard what I was talking about, and the fact that my the E and the Q are quite literally the exact abilities of neon is yeah. really impressive to me. I just like to <laughs> that throw is that out there. actually wild. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize how close it was until I just pulled these up at the beginning of the podcast. And I was like, okay, I knew that I had like a movement ability in there, but yeah. then also saying like the flash that bounces off walls, but it concusses you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm proud of myself. That's it. I'm just, Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. foretelling the future here. Uh, right, so like, 
Are we supposed to stroke your ego boner right now? Yeah, yeah, no, that was the entire point of this yeah, conversation. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's I, I'm I'm stroking it. That's the pretty impressive. Yeah. I think Riot is listening in. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I guess the question is like, should I like mute myself and go over to your room for a couple minutes? Yeah. Or, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Take it up to the next level here. All right, now we're back from that quick break. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um. So the second topic, obviously that one didn't take very long, um, is I had no fucking fucking long time. Yeah. (laughs) As I had no fucking clue what to talk about for this. So I, I just have not had the time or spent the energy in the last couple of weeks to come up with an idea at all. So, um, the only thing that I've been thinking about for, since the beginning of this podcast, um, is the ability to make yourself smaller. That seems kind of busted, but okay. Now, what what I was really thinking of is, you know how Jed is the only person with a passive ability? The only agent with a passive in the game. What if you I would int- like more agents to have passives. What if would you, you introduce-, introduce a fucking midget? What if you introduce a character that is shorter than the rest of the cast? <laughs> huh. So they're literally in Smurf. <laughs> they're blue as well. <laughs> um, oh man! I mean, okay, so this is no, but I, I I see where you're coming from because I've had this idea when um, okay, way back in the day, Call of Duty introduced a feature in which you could kind of like customize your person a bit, right? Okay. Now, very importantly, they had the selection between male and female. And I was thinking it'd be kind of cool if, and this was in the context of Call of Duty where head glitching is kind of a big thing. Um, You can just like, there, there are just certain sight lines that if you stand behind because your gun fires out of your forehead and not your actual gun, just the tip of your head peeks out and you can still shoot people perfectly fine and they can't shoot you for shit. Um, there, there are a couple like kind of head glitch angles in Valorant. But I back the when bullets I come from your gun, so it's different. yeah. It's but like bullets do come from your gun. Yeah. Basically, I was saying like I I thought it would have been interesting if somehow a map was designed, and I I don't personally think this would work super well for Valorant. Eh, Valorant, but like in a way that like certain characters could use certain angles that other characters couldn't just because of geometry. Huh. Right. Like if some character is like fat as fuck. <laughs> Like we got fucking Diabito over here. You got wide like, joy. He's just, yeah, he's wide joy fucking, in the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just too fucking fast yeah. to stand behind this corner. Like you'll you'll fucking see his his beer gut sticking out. But then like, <laughs> but then also like you could have a certain character who like there's certain places on the map where like I'm thinking like Discipline Corner on um a site split. Yeah, like discipline box or whatever. Like you have to crouch behind it or people see the fucking like your sage ponytail sticking out of the top or whatever. Um, like if there was an agent that like just could stand up there, fine because like they were short and not. Like, yeah, I, I mean, every agent in the game is the exact same height for obvious reasons, right? Like head level is Rim always like, the same. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, head level is the same, but like, is Brim not like thicker? No. Every every sure I'm pretty sure sounds thicker. I mean, like, footsteps Brim's is different footsteps. and breach. Yeah, Brim's footsteps sounds like he's. Fucking pounding around. People have different oh, yeah. footstep sounds, which I think is cool. But 
like I I'm pretty sure the actual character model is the exact same width. Like the hitboxes are the same on every character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, like Sage's ponytail, if you shoot her ponytail, which is pretty huge, like you don't shoot her head if you shoot just the ponytail. So I think the hitboxes underneath the art are the same. Yeah. So I was I was talking about introducing a character that is smaller, so that the hitboxes are not the same. Now, maybe the way that you balance that is that, you know, it's just the leg hitboxes that are smaller and, you know, the chest and the head are the exact same size. But that so means that... They just have stumpy-ass fucking legs? I mean, they have slightly shorter legs. People have that, you know? Like, that's not uncommon. Yeah. You can make the character look fucking normal mm-hmm. uh, with shorter legs. Um, and it could be the art, too, right? Like, you can yeah. just have the hitbox extend lower even though the art doesn't really yeah. show that. Um, but basically when you're holding an angle and this person is like, that character is on the other team, you know, you got a four out of five shot that their head's going to be in this place, but there's a one out of five shot that their head's going to be slightly lower and you're going to fucking whiff over their head. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. I feel like that'd just be a net negative at low ELA. That is true because people. Oh, you're just going to get head tapped way more fucking <laughs> often. I mean, I I feel like we were saying the same thing about Neon of like, oh, you know, she's going to fuck up everybody's crosshair placement, and the slide is insane, and you know, like just being able to Ferrari peak angles, and it's it's not that at all. So, dude, it, it, well, okay, if a Neon is trapped in a corner, like the one that I am most familiar with, because I remember right when Neon came out, and I'm peeking free from B links on ascent and neon just ran into the corner and i saw her run into the corner and i'm like okay i got her trapped and she just pops her e and bunny hops out yeah and i was like fuck dude like i i i, I can't hit that shit like yeah yeah so the, the, i'm saying that that, that mechanic already exists in the game so this character is slightly shorter although in in fairness to your point my character would be able to completely shoot accurately Yes. Whereas Neon doesn't have right. her fucking gun out. But <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a cool mechanic. Because I was thinking earlier, like, wow, like all of these characters are the same height. And it kind of looks weird when the entire cast is next to each other. And they're all the exact same damn height. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought like... Okay, because if you put Brim next to Jet, right? Brim's thicker. Correct. I would assume I mean, so, yeah, yeah like so. art style was, but the hitbox is the yeah, same. Right. So I wonder, like, can I, like, you know, like, anime physics shoot under, like, Jet's boobs or whatever, but then, like, it still hits her? Whereas Brim's just thick as fuck, so, like, it doesn't look like I'm shooting Brim. Like, I, I'm trying That's to figure out if there's, if there's any, like, character that, like, <laughs> it looks like... Oh, you're talking about standing sideways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, either standing head on or sideways. Oh, but yes, man. initially my anime physics pity point was yes, the sideways one. Um, you can tell who the Genshin Impact player is amongst us. <laughs> I, I mean, Chase a little bit, but mainly guess. I was just yeah. wondering that, like, is it possible that visually I miss a character, but I hit them because of I have no idea not matching hitboxes, or inverse? Is it possible hmm. that it looks like I'm fucking shooting Brimstone? 
but but I'm not because you know hitboxes. I think the three of us are going to have to hop into a custom after this as Jet Brimstone <laughs> and someone else and do the test. Yeah, who's the who's the in between? Because I'm assuming Brimstone and Jet uh, are the like. I I mean the, I don't even I, know what to assume. I have no fucking idea how skinny or fat people are in the game. Yeah, I just see them all as the same character size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, back to your original point. I would like to see more agents with passives. I believe Jed is the only one that has one. Yeah, the fact that she is is kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, make no, I, another I passive. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, apparently Viper had one, like, way back, originally. Yeah, you mentioned this, like, a couple podcasts ago. I thought you mentioned it. Either way, I, I thought no, you, you brought it up it. to my perspective. But either way, yeah. No, I mentioned it. Like, <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't yeah. me. I have no idea what you're talking about, so... <laughs> So apparently, back in back in the day, like OG Viper's toxic used to affect her teammates, and like mm. Viper's passive is like she's immune to her own toxic. Oh yeah, you did bring this up, Cass. I thought Hunter brought this up. Okay. <laughs> well, what it was okay, either there... way doesn't doesn't matter who the <laughs> right. fuck brought it up. Point being yeah. was like technically they did try to make another character with a passive, and then they just reverted that so that everyone yeah. on your team isn't affected by it. At any rate, yes, I would like to see more passives in the game. Um, and speaking of, unless you're going to continue with your agent idea here. Well, no, I, I have I'm I have one more on thing to, to talk topic. about. I have one more thing okay. to talk about here. So, well, Okay, so can I just mention this right before you get yes. there? Because it's going to be super short. Um, somebody did propose, I believe on Reddit, the idea of an agent whose passive it is that like traps delay like a second or two slower against this agent. Uh, So they've got like kind of like a bypass or like a temporary like hacking kind of thing that like you could potentially walk past an angle in which um, Chambers Trap was set up but it wouldn't go off because you get like a second or two to cross that angle. Or like a cypher trip? Uh, Now the cypher trip would have to be balanced in some manner. I, I don't know how exactly it would work, because yeah, it'd be kind of stupid if you could just walk straight through it. Um, Cypher's weak enough already. But I'm thinking things like uh, like Killjoy's, Killjoy's turret wouldn't activate on you immediately. Like, it would take Killjoy's turret a couple seconds to uh, to realize you were there. Or, um, you know, like her alarm bot. It would it would take a couple extra seconds. Which I feel I like that's an unique. interesting idea. But I, it, I it, thought it was a unique idea, which obviously it's just kind of hard like, counter to sentinels in general, and I don't, I don't yeah. love that. But but not just all sentinels, just like you know, it would just be a hard counter to you know Killjoy specifically because well, Killjoy and Chamber because yeah. we already right. discussed Cipher. It doesn't make sense to walk through Cipher trips, and then Sage obviously doesn't have traps. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not sure about a passive that only like that gives you a huge advantage against like two characters and then like nothing at all against the vast majority of the roster. But it's an interesting idea for sure. Yeah. I just thought it was an interesting idea. Somebody tossed out there. Yeah. And obviously I play chamber, so I would not like, like that to be in the game. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but sorry, Chase, go on your, your third point. I okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. So my, my third point is not my point at all. So a, a couple of uh, weeks ago, Hunter said that we were going to be doing this topic and he introduced to the discord saying like, Hey, Send us your ideas. And uh, nobody fucking took him up on that. Except for Alimentus. And it might have even been before Hunter even asked for, yeah. for ideas. Yeah. So 
Um, we're going to talk about Alimentus's uh, age and idea here. Is this in? Is this in general? Just so I can read through it while you're talking about? Yeah, it? Yeah, no, I'm. We're going. I'm going to read through it right now, but it is in our general chat. It was uh, on March 27th. In case you want to look. Ah, uh, perfect. The I, I just found it. I just wanted to be able to read it while you were explaining everything. Yeah. So Alimentus's idea is the radio technician, and his name is Herbert Allen Allen Martin or Ham, um, <laughs> like <laughs> Ham Radio. Wow. What what a great pun. Okay. <laughs> I actually really like that. That's yeah. funny. What is what is Ham Radio? Should I know what this is? But I just it's don't. like shortwave radio that like you can use. It goes a pretty large distance, but not as long as like broadcast radio. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Like I'm. Is like what truckers have a ham radio. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, I yeah. just didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it's like short, short range radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Herbert is from rural Idaho, which I was stoked on because uh, I'm from Idaho, and I was like, wow, only like nobody fucking knows Idaho exists. So anytime someone mentions Idaho, everyone from Idaho is like, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, Idaho, no Utah. Wow, you're the first person to ever make that joke. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, everybody knows what Idaho is because of that funny. one joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, often, the the thing that pisses me off about it is I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm from Idaho. And they'd be like, no, Utaho. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just said Idaho. <laughs> like, it's not even a good joke. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's funny. You, know, you have to say Idaho, comma, no, Utaho. But nobody who's saying... Idaho is going to make the joke because they've heard it enough. They're probably from Idaho. Anyone that's talking about Idaho is from Idaho. That's it. Anyway, Herb Ham is from Idaho. Dope. Uh, his e-ability is to jam enemy communications. Enemy minimap is shut down. Uh, no audio callouts can be heard. Or is it auto. auto callouts can be heard. So is that like... Um, That's when, like, uh, like I'm spike not down B, lots yeah, of enemies A. I was thinking, yeah, it was <laughs> right, more right. like when an agent says, like, somebody be long, like, do you spot the rays on their enemy team or whatever? And, like, you don't say anything, but, like, your character kind of calls it out. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what it's referring to. Yeah, okay. It includes spike down as well. Yeah. Because that's also an auto call out. I mean, that's. I, I thought, but I thought the spike down was, like, the. The imaginary person that says, like, 30 seconds left. I thought that's the, uh, spike down. Like, I thought those were the same. Oh. No, I think the auto callouts would be, like, yeah, I mean, spike down, enemies A, lot, like, lots of enemies here, enemy spotted mid, you know, any of yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. That's the auto callouts. I always hear it in Raze's voice. Same, dude. <laughs> like, in my head, I hear Raze's voice when you were saying that, Chase, and I yeah, don't know Yeah, that's wild. Why. Yeah, same with me. That's funny that we both went to the same place. Maybe her voice is the most iconic. Wait, is it not always the same voice that says it, though? Well, that's that's no, no, what Kessler's pointing each out. character calls out their own shit if you have that setting turned on. Yeah, um, really? I, are yeah. you sure? I thought yeah. it was a single voice that's not any character's specific voice. No, no, that's what I was saying is, like, the spike yeah. down. 30 seconds left. That's like the the but announcer. Like, I'm saying like when yeah. I when I peek like say I'm on I'm on like B site yeah like playing defense right as chamber and I peek out and I see fucking five of them running up to hookah and I TP out chamber will be like many enemies B yeah and, and like everybody will hear that. that yeah 
Oh shit, I didn't realize those were different. I thought they'd all be the same. But I we're gonna call all of those auto call outs. Okay. Sure. Um I mean, kind of cool, but also I feel like this is just a nerf to low elo. The reason that yeah. those were introduced into say, the like, game is because people playing with no comms don't give call outs. And so the riot devs were like, Hey, let's uh try to help some people out who maybe like be actually giving call outs but their teammates aren't so we're going to introduce these into the game uh at anything Wait. higher than fucking bronze yeah. you're probably going to get I, those call outs anyway and make a suggestion for this ability yeah team chat disabled discord disabled 10 <laughs> seconds Discord disabled. How do you Discord disable? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking you just like have a really high pitch noise in your in your headphones. Interesting. Oh. So no, like, no, no, like it would be, it, uh... Discord's not technically disabled, but it would be fucking annoying. Like you could not really hear anybody. <laughs> you can't really hear anybody. This would be the one legitimate use for your soundboard that you want for some reason. You could just quickly turn down Valorant's audio. <laughs> you power it. Yeah. So I have a macro on my fucking soundboard. Like, yeah. The, I hear the enemy pop their ability and I'm just like, nope. Yeah. And then I have it set to mute Valorant for like 10 seconds. Right, oh, right, yeah, you just yeah, hit the right, button. Right, boop. Yeah. yeah. That is a pretty hard counter, like a hardware counter. <laughs> yeah, um, hardware. Which is yeah. probably not great. But I but like I, mean, yeah. I like the yeah, idea yeah. of it. Like, you know, you yeah. can't hear in, like, in-game callouts. There's a high-pitched noise. Mm -hmm. You can't hear Discord very well. Um, you know, mini map shut down. Yeah, I think it'd be nice shut if down. It, like, yeah, I think it'd be cool if like team chat, mini map, auto callouts, and like, kind of what what is it like the um the near sight deafen noise thing? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I think that'd be cool. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I can still hear my Discord call pretty fucking. Yeah, loud. now obviously there's a problem with the whole Discord being commonly used, which is why I, now I don't know what kind of access. Vanguard has. I mean, I probably a Vanguard lot. Has, <laughs> I know Vanguard has more access than most people are okay with for anti-cheats. Uh, it was a huge discussion point, right, when Valorant kind of came out. Now, yeah, dude, I'm all on board. Fucking lock my Discord down for like 10 seconds. I mean, it could well, probably do say, that, but I feel should. like Discord's gonna have sick. a problem with it. Yeah, yeah and I think most people would have a problem with it, yeah. but like, one thing that I think is worth pointing out is even in the case that we discussed where, you know, you have the hardware set up with the soundboard or a macro to um, to mute your Valorant sound, that still means you're not hearing any sound from Valorant. Yeah. So, like, if you're getting pushed from multiple angles, like, you won't be able to hear if you mute Valorant for 10 seconds. So, like, that still does have a positive impact even if with that, with that loud, obnoxious noise, even if you're muting the game. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that you have to do, right? You have to take your hand right. off the keyboard. Yeah, that's what I was saying, right? Yeah. I was literally just talking about the fact that I have to learn to scratch my nose with my left hand. Yeah. It's something right. that, it's another thing that you'd have to do. So I, I like that. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So Q ability. Uh, detect enemy traps. This will show all cipher traps, chamber slows, killjoy utility, and anything that might push out a radio signal. Enemy, no, terrible fucking idea. Enemy radios excluded. <laughs> No, so, that's a spicy take for you to say that, Cass. I'm assuming this is like a cipher ult where you you cast this and it pings it. Uh, I would imagine, oh, I, in, I, but in a in a radius, maybe maybe you'd throw it and yeah. within that radius, it pings it once. Interesting, because I was thinking like almost more along the lines of this being a passive, 
But now that you say that, like, because it's an ability, it would have to pulse out from you. It would either pulse out from you, or you could throw it, and it would detect in a radius of, like, oh, upcoming, are there any? I, I actually like the idea that pulsing, kind of like the, the KO alt pulse. But not visible to enemies. One... Um, because mm. then I feel like it's kind of useless. No, no, but I think it should, like... It should highlight, like, through walls the same way, like, Sova Recon does. Mm-hmm. Like, you get one KO alt pulse, but it highlights through walls where all the fucking traps are. Yes. I, I, that's what I think that this should be, but I don't think that the enemy should you see you be able to cast it. You don't think the enemy should be able it. to see your pulse? Yeah, because if you're on flank, this is, like, when you're going to use it. You're going to be like, okay, are there any shits here? I see yeah, like, okay. you're either, like, if you destroy the trap or not, you're still giving the enemy that information. Right, I guess the only thing is, like, sure, a, like, you won't be slowed mm-hmm. by the chamber, and you yeah, wouldn't be vulnerable the, by the killjoy. Right. But if if I have to break the trap anyway to get through it, like, they're gonna know I'm there. They're gonna know you there, but, but slightly later. This is an even earlier warning system. Right? This right. is, you, they're also gonna get the notification when you destroy it. Like, they just, yeah. ha- you're giving the enemy even more information about where you are and how far you push up. Sure. Okay, I'm fine with that. So I think that this this ability should be completely invisible to your enemies. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the problem with this ability is just sort of a philosophical one that I talked about earlier where I don't love the idea of abilities that are like massively impactful against certain agents and just like do nothing against other agents. Like Breach's Aftershock, yes, it's uniquely good against Killjoy's Lockdown, but it's also good for just clearing space in general. Yeah. Whereas like this would have literally no use if you're not going against someone who has one of those pieces of utility, which realistically it's possible that that would happen. But I think it's a cool ability though. Like I really like the idea of it. That's just the one concern I would have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I could see it like you you lock this character the enemy team comp shows up and they don't have a sentinel. Yeah. And right, you're like, like well, now I literally have a useless piece of a yeah. utility. Or if their if yeah. their sentinel is sage. Yeah. Like what ooh, I can see where her wall is. Like Dope. Yeah. It's like I, I could also peek the angle, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw her fucking put it up. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I I agree with that, but I I, I like the I idea. Didn't really, yeah, I didn't really consider Hunter's point about having, you know, someone who works, uh, you know, exceptionally well against certain like characters, but not against others, until this example just came up, and I'm now starting to lean like a bit more in Hunter's direction with that. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not as much as a of a hard counter thanks. as like what you were saying with no, with letting an agent walk fucking, past. Yeah, but it's just fucking useless. If the enemy team isn't running Cypher, Killjoy, or Chamber. True. That That's right. the problem. Now, one of the things that I think it would have, like, a lot of strength in, and this is something that I kind of indirectly faced when we were running our 10-man uh, customs, is, like, you, Hunter, and Alex know how I like to set up my Chamber utility. Indeed, yes. Um, And, like... Alex pre-fired my TP location when he saw me TP <laughs> out one time because he That's knew great. where I was going and he wall banged me. Um, wow. It, yeah, it was just like he knows where I'm going to go because of how I set up on average, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, but that being said, 
in ranked play, you don't play against people consistently or play with people consistently necessarily. So having like being able to see where both the chambers TPs are would be fucking huge. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. He's yeah. he's going to TP out of here and I know he's going to be marking. Yeah, but is that within the range of the, where this thing is going to ping? Right? Like I, are yeah, both KO, of them going to be within range? Yeah, I mean, like assuming we're literally basing this off KO alt, like the ping is pretty grande. It's pretty big, but it's not big enough like a chamber could set up their TPs so that it's yes, not yes, accessible yes. and that, that is pretty true. easily like a lot of the time right. they won't be both pinged there but you but you could see where one is for sure and you're like okay chamber's fucking in this radius okay so here here's yeah. here's a addition to this idea what if you got to see the amount of utility available in that area now it would not be like a oh this person has two shock darts left but say like a number it would it would kind of be like this like you you can throw this at someone and it would say like like lots of util some util no util and even if if there's nobody there it would still say no util or if there's somebody there that has used all of their utility it would say no util that's interesting so it's not like you could use it to clear an angle you wouldn't necessarily know that somebody's not there but you could I'm know that somebody thinking, is there. I'm still thinking of it as a it pulses out and not a throwable ability. That's but, interesting. Like in in this radius, say there is partial utility. Yeah, I would just like. I think a number might honestly be better. Like it just like a number shows up, and you're like, "There's eight whatevers, right?" Yeah. And now five of those whatevers can be two jet smokes, two jet updrafts, and her fucking dash. Yeah. Right? And then there's like maybe a killjoy or like two killjoy nanos and like the alarm bot or whatever. And that's eight. But like that could also be there are five fucking people here, each with like one to two things. Right. I feel like the number would honestly I don't know better. how useful that information is. Well, I think, but I think for very specific useful, situations, it could be very I, useful. Well, I think that number becomes more useful once you have a better idea of who is where on the map. Like, if you're playing a default and you get a call out like, hey, Sova and Raze are playing B, and you pop this on A, and that number comes up, you can kind of look at what, your, what the enemy team is and be like, okay, well, I know Sage used her wall already, and she tossed a slow behind it, so that could at most be two. Like, I, I think it becomes more valuable when, like, you're actually working as a team and you can kind of figure out who is where. And then you can make educated assumptions based on, like, okay, mm -hmm. um, I think so-and-so has popped a bunch of, like, their utility. Like, this, I think this Viper has used, like, all her shits. I guess the other question comes in, like, how does it count Viper Wall and Viper Orb? Yeah. Yeah, I guess whether they've been placed or not, rather than how much gas they have, because that would be pretty... That probably yeah, I think it kind of falls apart once we get to that whole idea. Okay, let's, yeah, let's move on. Maybe we move on yeah. from this okay, ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, okay, of, there's gonna, a lot of new ones. We're going to move on to the C ability, which is uh, to intercept enemy communications. Tap into the other team's comms and hear what they are saying. Um, worthless ability at Lowila. Okay, worthless... 
are we, are we getting back into the whole fucking Vanguard thing of if they're in Discord, this doesn't fucking yeah. matter, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, right, right, right. Like maybe but, you you could hear may, maybe if instead of hearing like literally what they're saying, you get more detailed callouts that you wouldn't get like just from the game, you know. It's like quote unquote their communications, but it's not really them. It's like oh, mm. pushing B right now, or something like that. And there's like or like that would be interesting, yeah. You know, three of us pushing. Mm. Maybe like you get like weird kind of set callouts that might not be extremely informative, but they're more information than you would typically get. No, part of me is worried that like that's either just. It's too good for free info. And the other half of me is worried about... It's obviously an AI that determines... Or not even necessarily an AI. Like, there's some system in place that determines that, right? Yeah. Could you game it? Yeah. Like, like it, it'll be gameable. How exactly you game it is up for debate. And obviously, this isn't even a real ability, so who the fuck knows? But, like, I feel like it would be gameable. Okay, obviously, I think I think this is kind of yeah. Okay, go. So the the whole like you know idea behind this agent is that they're specializing in radios, right? So what if when you cast your C ability, you get an option to pick one of the alive agents on the other team, and within a certain range of that agent, you are made aware of how many other people are there. So, like, you pick, for example, the enemy Killjoy, and you'll say, and you'll get a the response like, you know, three enemies within twenty meters of Killjoy. Like, there's a set range for it. So, like, that could be huge for map control if you pick the right person. And then, if you end up picking someone who's lurking by themselves, then you know they're probably lurking somewhere. But that helps you a lot less. They would they get a notification that they're being yes. pinged? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure because okay. like. You know, all the abilities that reveal information show the other person they've been revealed. Yeah, but, like, for... Like, I, mean, I guess, like, say, for all, you get that call out. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, if you ping one person, it says four. Then you're like, oh, I can take this entire side yeah, of the map, yeah, right? They're, right, all, they're hard right. pushing one site, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, hey, like, your enemy team calls out, like, oh, jets be long. And you ping the jet, and it shows up as four people with them, and you're like, okay, cool, they've got literally yep. no map control. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just, like, the part of a KO knife that shows you how many people are pinged. Yeah, yeah. Um, without the suppression ability. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, like, a part of a cypher ult that shows you where everybody is, but you don't get wall hacks with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, I think that it kind of works like that, because it's not as good as either of those abilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's its own kind of thing. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, or I, 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 I was going to Vanguard hack Discord. <laughs> yes, that too. I was going to say, I think it's yeah. it's might be a little bit more of a meme ability that he wrote in here to be like, you know, it'd be fucking sick to just hear what they're saying. Yeah. Um. Yo, that should be, okay, going back to the agent passives, that should be an agent passive. I should be able to shit talk the enemy for like, Two seconds after I kill him. <laughs> the psychological like, warfare. Yeah, yeah, like I like my yeah. my team chat should carry through like two seconds after I kill someone, so I can just be like, "You just got fucked." I mean, like, I feel like, like it that. would be used for that, or it would be like, "Yo, we didn't just have that battle." 
<laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You, you saw, saw nothing. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you saw you saw nothing. I saw nothing. Let, let's keep playing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we can already do that with team chat. Yeah. Or like all mm-hmm. chat, but like that's. No, no, but being able to be shit funny. talk the anime would be fun. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. I know that was I know that was a thing in COD for like a brief period of time, <laughs> or maybe it was like an ability or something like that you could equip. I don't remember the details of it, but I do remember being able to like shit talk people through the uh, the thing for a bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole meme of you wouldn't survive a modern warfare lobby comes from the ability to like trash talk between the teams after games are done. Mm-hmm. Like I never played it, but I, I believe it was just open mics at the end of a game. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to the X yeah. ability here. Um, the ultimate is to see what the enemy sees. This will ping any enemy in the map as long as they are being viewed by another enemy. During ult, Herb cannot hear anything around him, and a Wi-Fi symbol shows up on the enemy map indicating Herb's location. This can last up to 20 seconds throughout the round, and Herb can go in and out of this mode. So I think this is super cool. This is cool, but it's kind of it's kind of convoluted. It's I, a double-edged yeah. sword for sure. Yep. So it's and... not pinging enemies like a cipher ult. It is pinging enemies on the map, like on the mini map, I believe. Maybe not like wall hacks, but like on the mini map. But only if they're being viewed by another person on their team. So if somebody is lurking by themselves, yeah. they will not show up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like since uh, Alimentus put in the caveat that Herb's location is going to be revealed, I feel like the enemies should just be pinged if they're being viewed by another teammate. Like a full ping, like not the minimap. Because there's already the trade-off of him being revealed. Oh, but Okay, but here's the problem. Is it, it can last for up to 20 seconds, and certain maps right. are made out of fucking paper. Yeah. Like on Ascent, you just all buy fucking Odins, and the enemy team is wrecked. Yeah, like, like Herb goes into this at the beginning of the round. And fucking spawn. And just, like, at the beginning of the round, just pops this ability, and you get 20 seconds. And the enemies spawn. are like, well, we can't fucking push spawn. Like, they're all over the yeah. place, right? Like, there's... You can just hide in an extremely safe place with a lot of your teammates alive, use this ability, and I think it would be OP. If it pinged. If, if it pinged. Like, wall yeah. ping. So, I, I don't think ping is on the table here. See, uh, I think it is on the table, because, you know, it would take some time to get used to, but, like... All you have to do is just not look at your teammate. So you know if you're if you're two people pushing into a site, you have one person watching behind and one person watching in front, and you just get ready to flick around if the person in front dies. And like you could kind of you know game it by uh, doing things like that to where they'd be like, oh well, of course they're going to be looking at each other if they're pushing here, but you're not. Like I feel like the ways to play around it are really interesting with the full ping. There could be some interesting outplays, but I feel like you have to be very specific with your outplays oh yeah absolutely i just feel like uh, I, I feel like ping should be off the table i feel like 20 seconds is a long time and well, i feel like seeing enemies on the mini the map ping, is just too weak i think that's fucking huge because you have to look at your mini map and not you know in Dude, front I of spend, you to see i spend it. more of the fucking round looking at my fucking mini map than i do at my own fucking crosshair i mean what? that's that's a problem yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. doesn't sound optimal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, but I, I think this and, is the coolest ability of all of them. It's, I mean, it's, it's so cool. unique in how it would be played. And I, Herb I, cannot I hear that, anything around him. I'm assuming yeah. he'd be like an astral form kind of deal. That's kind of what I assumed, but like it also appears like just based off the writing of it that he can still shoot shit. 
Like, it looks yeah. like he could still be a playable character. The enemy team just knows where he is. And you and, can't hear. And you can't hear. Maybe you're nearsighted, right. So realistically, too, he wouldn't want to peek so in most cases. why the fuck cases. would you be nearsighted? It's a goddamn radio wave, not some omen fucking smoke shit. Yeah, it's like you tapped into your radio. Yeah, like, you, you put your fucking headset on. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't on. need a nerf to how he is when he's doing that, because, you know, if he's going to be peeking someone with, without being able to hear and with the enemy team knowing where he is, I mean, he's already putting himself at disadvantage heavily. So I feel like it's fine just as it's worded in terms of the debuff. I mean, I think it's a really cool ability. Um, yeah. It would definitely take some tuning, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of just, like, being ping, though, or whatever, um, non-sequitur, but, like, in the last game that, like, we played, like... The enemy Sova on their team would, like, ping me with his recon dart, and I intentionally wouldn't shoot it and just hold the angle. I saw that. It was pretty yeah. bad. Well, okay. Well, the one on the one shot that I got on the Sage was actually pretty nice. But, like, in mm-hmm. general, like, th- this happened, like, three times throughout that game. And the Sova just wouldn't peek me. And instead, he droned me out after he already knows where I'm fucking standing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, you. you can see that I'm holding a fucking marshal. Yeah, that, like, that Sova right. was... Like take, the, like, like, take the door, you weenie. No, the the Sova yeah, was too exactly good. That's exactly what you want him to think. Yeah, that's what you want him to <laughs> yeah. think, but he's not going to do it because I mean he was a gold three, but I feel like he was probably higher than that. I feel like he was a gold three playing on an old. It's just the last game we played. Was was this a game on bind? No, oh, I was talking about the ascent. Yeah, no, okay. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a game yeah. on bind. Oh, yeah, okay. so it wasn't that Sova. It was a different Sova. Um. But it's like, dude, like, you can see I'm holding a marshal. Like, have some fucking balls. Like, swing me, dude. Uh, I mean, if I see somebody holding through my Sova ping, I'm going to be like, eh, I'm not going to really take that. I'm going <laughs> to use some other utility to get him off of that. I'm going to shock dart him. I'm going to let somebody else flash him. You're going to use my drone and ping me again? Which is what this guy did. Yeah, that's not the ideal play. No, you know where they are. The guy would just drone me out again. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking standing here. Like, I'm not shooting your drone. That's not a great play. Okay, anyway, Alimentus, thank you so much for the ideas. Like, I'm stoked that you came up with something. And uh, I'm a little disappointed that nobody else in the Discord um, even, like, attempted Ooh, shots fired. I mean, a- after Hunter specifically came out and asked after uh, this, like, "Hey, here's some, here's some, uh, some things that we're going to talk about on the podcast. Like, let yeah. us know." Um, and to be completely honest, if somebody did this and they're like screaming at their like phone right now, being like, "I fucking said an agent idea," and I like, I just missed it, then. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm scrolling through right now to make sure that didn't happen. I don't see it. I mean, maybe but... in like podcast like topic suggestions or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't Uh-oh. often go through everything, Uh-oh. so uh, if I'm really leaving you out, I'm sorry, and I'll, I'll have to apologize in the Discord later. But uh... yeah, but what I will say is this seems like a topic that we'll revisit like after a couple months, like in, in the future. Again? I don't we think we're out forward. of content, but like this is just something I, I was excited about, and I'm glad yeah, we I'm did it. So, like. Fucking coming up with topics i was the one who came up with this topic yes <laughs> <laughs> the, the broader topic of agent ideas either way where i was going with this is um that if you have an agent idea uh keep it in mind and feel free to put it in the discord because we're going to get back to this topic eventually not soon but keep the keep the creative juices going yeah does anyone know when like the next like big um, to like valorant's coming yeah man last tuesday 
huge, huge changes in yeah. uh, 4.07. I mean, 4.06 would have been even bigger, but... Uh, you yeah. lost me. There's some joke here that I'm not Sorry, they, going over my head. Riot skipped 4.06. They went from 4.05 oh. <laughs> to 4.07. Is 4.07 out? Yes. What happened? Not a lot. Not much. Okay. Nothing really worth talking like, about. Like, literally anything? I mean... Like, name something. One thing. To be honest, I have no idea what happened in 4.07. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Hunter's going to look this up right now. Yeah, yeah, let's see. I feel like um, some things happened. Oh, 4.07 no, isn't, isn't out yet. Oh, it's oh, not. Okay, 4.05 okay. was the last patch, so they're going know, as okay. Kevin, but... Yeah. All right, all right. That makes so sense. I was literally like, I was... with 4.07. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's got to be something that happened. But they're skipping 4.06. Um, well, can okay. I call for an intermission? Because I, I very much need one. Okay, now that we're back, uh, Hunter, yeah. we were gonna about to go into your your agent ideas, so we can we can get the uh, the closing statement that we've all been waiting for. Oh fuck! For dude, sure I was about to just like sign off on the podcast. I forgot that we had a uh, we had Hunter's full agent to still go through. Uh, I mean, to be honest, do I mean we have a, we've had a pretty long podcast. We could just save it. No hell no! <laughs> no 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 no! We started. We started. We were gonna. <laughs> okay okay. Run through it. Uh, all right, all right. I, I okay, just well, thankfully, forgot that we hadn't gotten through this yet. Thankfully, I have, you know, decided to go for quality over quantity, hopefully. And I have two different agents with their signature and ultimate abilities. Uh, and I've left the C and the, the C and the Q abilities for, you know, to be discovered at some later point. Because, you know, agents, a lot of their identity comes from their signature and alt abilities. So the first one... Also kind of harkens back to our first Agent Ability podcast, um, where I was talking about, you know, the zombie as a potential character. This is a similar theme of the undead, but in this case, it's not a zombie themselves, but a necromancer. Someone who can deal with uh, using oh, so the dead. So sage, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's actually very interesting, because it, I kind of, the, the basis for this agent is kind of, what if there is in like, a reverse sage? Like, you know, sage is evil sister. Actually, I hadn't thought of. So she just kills somebody on her own team. Sage alts, and your alt is just no. (laughs) (laughs) Bad sister. (laughs) No. Okay. So for the signature E ability, and I will note there are two abilities between these two agents that I promise you, you could look at the Google Docs like edit history. I came up with before the newest agent was revealed, and yet it seems like I'm doing a spinoff of this newest agent, even though I'm not. So the signature E ability of the Necromancer, and the Necromancer is a sentinel, by the way, is it turns an enemy corpse into a zombie, which wanders towards a random enemy and attempts to chomp them. So if the zombie actually does manage to get to the enemy and bite them, then they will do significant damage. Like, I'm not sure if that would have to be tuned, but more than the, I guess, is it? 20 or 30 that the sky dog does like i'm thinking like 50 damage minimum because the zombies will be walking fairly slow and you just have to kind of you know shoot them um and like so you it. get a little bit of intel off that and also the potential uh, for damage how do you how do you animate said zombie do i need to like cipher had it or can this be animate? like is it a random or it is I'm like saying like like how do i animate Oh, 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 which one do you, how do you select it? Yeah, like, is it is it random? Do I need line of sight? Do I just fucking... Yeah, yeah because so you I don't know where enemy it. bodies are, right? Like, after a certain it. amount of time, they disappear from your mini-map. 
That's true. I was picturing it like a Sage Res, but you're bringing a zombie to life instead of your teammate. So you have to have line of sight and be pretty close to the enemy as well. Mm, okay. But, you know, Is it if like it's like Sage Res time? Because that's a long uh, no, fucking animation. No, it would, be, it would be much faster than a Sage Res. Okay, so we're talking more of like Cypher Hat. Sure, yeah, I guess. Okay. It's just that I was picturing more of Sage, but you're right, Cypher Hat in terms of how quick you could get it out there. Okay. And, you know, cool. line of sight, fairly close range. But I don't think there would be, I don't think there would be any, like, you know, it expires, the, the corpse expires, like, the Cypher, for Cypher. That would, that would be make it too weak, I think. So that's the uh, E ability. And then we take it up a notch with the Alt. So the Alt ability... It's similar targeting. You need a you need a dead enemy player. But what you do is you revive the dead enemy player and assume full control over them until they die. So obviously whatever gun is on them assuming your team hasn't picked it up, whatever abilities they had at the moment they died remaining and if they had their alt available but they hadn't used it, you can also use their alt. It's just that like your animated, ver- your reanimated version of them is not them. So whatever abilities, alt or otherwise, that you use aren't like burned. Next round, they still have all the abilities they had when they died. But while you're while you've revived that character, the necromancer is in full control of the revived character. If the revived character is shot by the enemy team, then that then that uh, person just dies again, and the necromancer now can move their own character. But if the necromancer is shot while he's controlling this reanimated enemy then both die immediately so like if you can shoot the necromancer while he's controlling one of your guys then immediately both die okay so it's not necessarily like phoenix ult where you disappear during the time of the other but like you're like it's more like an astral ult yeah like you're permanently in astral form essentially you 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 have no ability to control your character or get any sort of sense yeah i think that's fucking sick yeah the enemy (laughs) team is gonna know where you are too Right, right, because it's on the body of the person. Yeah, yeah so if you move yeah. too far from your body, like... Then, yeah, you can't safeguard yourself. Yeah, exactly, Obviously, yeah. you could, assuming proper comms... Have somebody safeguard you. Have a teammate to babysit you, right. but, like... And then you have, like, a Phoenix Ult-style ability. I think that that's super mm-hmm. cool. It's, like, almost better than Phoenix Ult. Except eh, you would, no, you would need a... you can use for entry. Yeah. You yeah. can't entry with this ult. Yeah, you need you need to have a dead body there. Yeah, it, it has the same like limitations that Cypher's Alt does. It just doesn't suck dicks like Cypher's Alt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get the free life essentially, which is pretty cool. You know, you can yeah. use it to just push and into also, the enemies like, and even get a kill. Fuck, dude, you res a sage, and now you got a sage res. Oh, that would be wild! Like the yeah. chain yeah. Sage has an alt, and like, like if the enemy team has like a fucking important ass alt and it's not popped, like, yeah, like if I know that the enemy team has this agent. Mm-hmm. I'm pro- I like I might You're using just, your like, ult when it's up. Yeah, like I yeah. might want to just use my ult right, so right. that like they don't they don't get their hands on it. Obviously, if it's something mm-hmm. more, you know, situational, perhaps not. Or also, like a just, cipher like, ult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was also thinking just things like oh, like you know, sure, jet knives are good, chamber ult is good, but they work better for me on a save. At least for me personally, yeah. That there are some cracks. Yeah, so like jet jet knives or chamber ult are not the ideal things to have available there. But like, you know, if there is a kill ult or a sage ult, like that's huge. Yeah, but also just like you know, if you're fucking cracked with jet knives, like if they if they res a jet and have the full like 
You know, they're like, oh, shit, I get knives. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and even then, like, even, like, even if you're just going to pop the knives to get off a quick right click, like, that's fucking good. Yeah, yeah especially since you don't care about your own life at that point. Yeah, yeah I like, like it. I like it a lot. Like, yeah. Pigs. I mean, okay, I was going to say for the for the initial ability, ability, the E, what if instead of, you know, walking towards somebody and biting them as the end goal? Because I feel like, sure, it might, like, fuck up crosshair placement, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of biting them as the goal, it turns into a Yoru clone kind of deal. Oh, that could so, be like, interesting. So, in, like, instead of, like... You know, uh, like walking towards them slowly. It's going if it gets them, it bites them. I feel like it. It's just gonna get shot, and yeah, it fucks up their crosshair placement. But like, that's not that big of a deal. Um, it flashes yeah. them, so I, I feel well, like it's not gonna damage slight, them. Or maybe I, have, I feel yeah. like no on the flash, but I like the idea of some other kind of debuff. Yeah, my thought is I, I like the idea of it not chomping and doing something more creative. What if instead of a flash, when you sh- when you shoot a zombie that's coming towards you, it decays enemies in a certain range? That's that's more along the lines of what I was thinking of. Like it emits like a poison gas. And I like that yeah. with the necromancer too. I think that that's yeah. in line. Thematically. Yeah. Whereas like I, I, I don't like the idea of a flash. I feel like that's a bit bit of a stretch. If that makes sense, you know, just like thematically. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there so, has to be some sort of thing. Is like when it's shot, it then decays in a range. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think yeah, when yeah, it's shot, That's, it erupts mm-hmm. into like a poison cloud, and like that goes away pretty quickly. But like it does. Yeah, but like yeah. So like if you shoot it at super long range, then it's it's not then a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing. But if you right. shoot it at super close range, like you're gonna take. Just off the top of my fucking head, let's call it like fucking fifty decay damage. And I feel like maybe there's like a uh, uh, gradient outwards, similar to like you know a shock dark gradient. Oh, okay, I can see where the closer it gets to you, the more it decayed you. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah, that'd be interesting if you got like you know something crazy like a hundred decay, like if you shot it like at point blank range, but then it's like much more manageable the further back you go. Yeah, because like then then it could be, um, well, one, it's very risky to like res this body or like pre- necromance this body if it's like very close to another enemy already. Um, mm-hmm. But you could ignore it for a certain amount of time to be like, oh, I'm gonna hold this angle. Uh, yeah. But then if when I turn to shoot this, there's the trade off of I'm going to be decayed much more. Yeah, well, because I'm thinking yeah. along the lines of like. Uh... Things like, no, hold on, I just need to plug my headset. Um, I'm thinking things like Ray's Boombot, uh, Sky Dog, Sky Dog less so, but more like Sky Alt and Ray's Boombot, in which I know it's likely there's going to be someone trying to peek off of this utility. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking shooting that until the last possible fucking second. Like, and like especially with Sky Alt. Like, I'm going to fucking hold this angle until I absolutely cannot because your fucking cabbage is in my face. Right. Um, at which point, like, I shoot the cabbage and I teleport out. <laughs> or, like, raise Boombot, I just teleport right. out. But, like, I feel like, yeah, that does offer a unique uh, trade-off to that in which, like, 
I'm probably still going to teleport out, and so the decay probably won't be a huge fucking deal, but like, That's a common know. theme Yeah, here. he's going to teleport. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to teleport or dash out, but I, I do like the idea that, like, because even if I'm not playing Jet or Chamber, I would still do the same thing of holding the angle as long as I possibly fucking can. It's just, I can't hold it as long because I need to fall back and shoot the cabbage, or I need to fall back right. and shoot the boom bot before I would need to on either of those other two agents. Um, but I feel like it provides a valuable trade-off in that context. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad you guys uh, enjoyed talking about this. It was a fun one to think about. So that's Necromancer, the Sentinel. Uh, I feel like without... it's kind of be a bit weak, but like... Yeah, I, I feel like it could be really cool, though. Obviously, obviously, like, you don't have the Q and the C abilities, so like, it's hard to say right. as a, a whole... Well, I decided to just focus on what I really felt yeah. good about and rather than throwing in some other ideas. Okay, so the next one is the uh, Prospector. Um, I, I could have... Oh, so I... cycle? <laughs> well, it's funny. I changed the name to Prospector because I initially like wanted to say like Mining Engineer or like Miner. And then I was like, if it has anything to do with mining, like people are going to make jokes about like Miner, Minor. Like, you know, yeah. like someone of not legal age. And I was like, obviously, that Wait, minor, minor? Well, well that, that's how he was it. differentiating. Oh, okay. I was, I was just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> O versus the E. You say them the same way, obviously. Yeah, I just was, okay, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. just wondering whether you actually pronounce them as different. I'm a minor. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. But, like, okay. you know. And you're not. You're not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up with Prospector because of that reason, not because of Cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So his E ability. Once again, I'm a little annoyed that this seems somewhat like the new agent, but I, I swear I thought of this before, and I like my ability, my idea better still. So his E ability is motion detector. So he can plant the motion detector device and basically charge it up, where he's like looking at the device, and so unable to shoot or move, and that will gradually increase the range of the motion detector to a fairly large limit. Like, I'm thinking the max range will be something like the size of a Killjoy ult. So, like, pretty big. And inside the range, while he's holding the device, this this range will show up on the minimap for both teams. And inside that range, any, any enemy who is perfectly still, or, you know, just rotating on one axis, well, one axis, no, no arrow just rotating. Keys. Yeah, no if, arrow keys, right, yeah. While, while they're not moving their feet, they will be, you know, not revealed. But the minute... But as as long as they are moving, they will be continuously pinged while they're moving. Um, and once again, this only works talking, while he's Are we talking pinged or illuminated? Like, is it uh, pulsing or is it like you're fucking, you got wall, fucking wall hacks while they're moving? Wall hacks, wall hacks. Okay. I was thinking wall hacks, yeah. But like, you know, the, the reason why, because I was also thinking, how could we have an initiator who is as good as Sova but different? And it's a big difference because the entirety of the time you're using this, you can't contribute to the fight in any way because you have to be holding the device. And, and if the enemy's so playing in a rippy corner, you don't find out about them. Right. I was going to say, does this need LOS? Uh, uh, no. Well, this this does not require LOS, but it okay. only works on movement. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. So this can you can be hiding in a corner yourself and use this. Yes. Yes. But, like, okay. once again, like, you first you need to charge it to increase the range. Like, when you hop on it, like, the starting range is, like, minimal. Like, I'm yeah. talking, like, one meter away from you. So you have to stay on it to keep increasing that circle. 
and okay. anything in the circle is what's affected. And so, like, the amount of time it will take for you to just be camping on it to get value out of it is significant. Okay, two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, is it destroyable? Well, no, it's um, on you, so you're destroyable. Yeah, so whether the oh, device is I, destroyable I assumed, isn't that relevant. I assumed it was a deployable that you then charged. Well... Yeah, that that honestly, I'm kind of open for discussion about whether it's that he takes something out of his pocket and puts it on the ground, and then when he's done with it, he puts it back in his pocket and just needs another like certain amount of time to go past to recharge, or if it's a plantable device, you can come back to. That that's I could see benefits of it being either way. Okay, uh, so it's I, it's like a ground like tremor detector. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, I, I, I guess like more the idea of it being placeable, and then you can return to it. So, like, you know, if you place right. it in, like, caves on Breeze, and then the enemy team pushes you and you have to give that up, and then they destroy the device, now you don't have it for, like, 40 seconds. So, like, I kind of like that counterplay option. So, I'm leaning more towards it being a deployable that you yeah, get after. Like in my in my head, I was thinking more of, like, you throw it on the ground, kind of like a Brim's dimmy, and, yeah. then, and then you have to, like, somehow charge it up. And, like, mm-hmm. I guess... Yeah, you haven't specified whether those characters are radiant or not, but like I was thinking, kind of just like this is not a radiant ooh, no. special powers. I fucking hold my hand out and it charges up or whatever. Uh, at least that's just kind of how I thought about it in my head. I See, mean, it could be a radiant, but I wasn't thinking of it as a radiant. Like, I just think this this is fucked. I feel like it could it's, be it's OP. too strong. Yeah, so the, it could be. It could be. I mean, think about like a what B side ascent, right? People pushing yeah. garage, like a a typical Sova Dart wall bang spot. Oh, you know? Yeah. Uh this character is like by switch, mm-hmm. deploys their thing as the round starts, charges it up. Right? Now oh, yeah, it's, you it's just covering can't, all you of just garage. Can't push B. Yeah, you just can't but like push you're B. already in there. So you're fucked. You can't Well well that's that's the thing. It becomes red light, green light at that point. No, it's you not even red light, green light, because you already like, I guess maybe you, just have your you can. You just have your teammate buy an Odin instead of you holding the Odin. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But the the problem is, is that once you're pinged by it when you're moving, if you're stationary, you're gonna die. If you move, you're gonna die. Because well, I guess they know I, where you are stationary, I, yeah. and they know that you haven't moved because you're not currently being pinged. So they can just shoot where you were, or if they're moving, then you are being pinged continuously. Yeah, I think I think for this to work, and it still might not work even with this, the sound of it charging would have to be extremely loud. So if you're full pushing garage on attack on ascent, and you hear this go off, then you immediately just freeze. And then you wait it out. But they could already hear your footsteps coming into garage. They know yeah, that somebody is pinged. pushed. You're not pinged, but you're you're completely stationary there. They're gonna fucking wall bang yeah. that angle. If you try to get out of it, they're just gonna follow you. Like this, this is true. Yeah, uh, that does make sense. So maybe, so maybe there needs to be a bit more counterplay somehow. Maybe the like you can only do it for a certain amount of time. So like, if you know right, if that person's playing on the site, then right, your your team's wall bangs are disabled while this ability is active. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. Wall, walls become impenetrable. <laughs> That'd be wild. I feel like that would yeah. be, I mean, more of a nerf to your own team. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. Yeah. It's just like a stupid fucking idea. But, um, yeah. I mean, I like the concept of it. I just don't know how it would work. 
Yeah, I, I, your your point. The point that you raised makes a lot of sense. I would have to think about that because that does seem like it could be a bit too OP. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll move on to the next one. Um, okay. The uh, alt is the minecart system. <laughs> so he like pulls out something that is like astral form, but instead of like you know going into this cool like you know uh, super magical like dimension he literally just pulls out a map like a paper map of the current place you're on and then he like picks three points on the map it has a quite a quite a large range between them and then over a charge up period of time i don't know how long that would be five seconds 15 seconds um or <laughs> a railroad track spawn in connecting those three points and then at either end of the railroad tracks you can spawn mine carts which take you to the other end. The minecarts, once you're in them, have 400 health each, and they move fairly fast, so you have a good bit of protection. And to add to that, there is a mounted Ares on the minecarts, and it's one per minecart, <laughs> so each person has their own Ares, and it has, like, a headshot shield that also, that I don't know how much health that would have. That would have to be discussed. So essentially, unless you're shooting someone from the in the back of the head while they're cruising along in this minecart, it's going to be pretty tough to to kill them. So basically, this this prospector, if you haven't figured out yet, is an is an initiator. Um, <laughs> you can use the minecart system to just cruise onto a site or like do like a really fast rotate. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of nuance to this one in terms of how it could be balanced, but I think it would just be absolutely hilarious. I feel like time. that would be hilarious. I th- I think that there would have to be a <laughs> like significant delay of getting out of the minecart. Like as soon as you, that makes the, sense. Yeah. As soon as you hit the end of the tracks, mm-hmm. um, like you, there is like a, you know, your exiting his old delay. Yeah. Yeah. Of like you you have to climb out of the cart. You have no gun equip and it just, yep, yep. it's not like it can happen. So if you like, didn't get the spray down on somebody as the, as you were moving in the minecart, yeah, you're fucked. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and end. say like, that, that's just like that. That's just too out there. Like that's too much. <laughs> it is I, pretty I out there. I don't, I don't like this idea. <laughs> I mean, I I like the idea of it. I think that it would maybe be two points. Like you you select one point on the map, and the tracks are laid down from you to that point. Wait, and so can I go from like be. A site to B site? There's a range. In yeah, a there is some like, range. It's okay, some but range. It, but it, like, is it straight line? No, it picks a path. Okay, so it like if I it picks around level geometry, like it's yeah. not gonna yeah, yeah, just yeah. like cut through walls and stuff. Yeah, okay, because yeah. it's like well, I'm just like I'm super confused about like you know just how the whole like UI thing would work. It's like okay, cool, I pick two spots, right? Yeah. But like, well, I had said three initially. Chase suggested <sighs> okay, two. Sure, I said sure. three, so you could like pick more of a path between the two spots. Okay, but like, basically, like if I chose like if I chose like Haven A lobby to yeah. like fucking heaven which is just gonna pick an arbitrary path it's gonna pick like maybe passive path of least resistance well that's where if you use the three point thing that i initially said then you could put one point in short and then one point in heaven and then at that point it's gonna go short to ct to heaven like you know that's what it's gonna do yeah i'd say two points if you select yourself like yourself is always a point in yeah yeah that works and then oh so two points beyond that because you are no i was just saying one point beyond that um, oh, you're okay. you're a point. You select an endpoint. It picks the path of least resistance. Like that cl- is simpler. Um, and so you know, like if I'm standing here, it's going to go short. If I'm standing here, it's going to go long. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I I think it could be really fun because the whole the whole point is like, you know, uh we're going in this area. Can you get or can you get to the end to deal with us? Or can you like be sneaky about where you're holding so you can shoot us as we're going? Back? So it has 400 damage, and then as soon as it health. gets, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, 400 health. As soon as it gets broken, there would be a like time for you to pull out your gun. Yeah. Um. And for context, 400 health is the amount of health of a section of a fully healthy sage wall. So like, if you have the whole team shooting at one minecart, like it's gonna break fairly quickly. But like one person shooting at it, especially as it's moving. Like it's gonna. It's be not gonna break like it. How much yeah, damage yeah. does Razalt do? I think Razalt actually only does. Uh, here's the thing: Razalt technically does 150, but I think it might do more to structures. So I don't know the damage it does to structures. A Razalt should should blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, like, absolutely. If you got yeah. fucking all five of your team in there and Raz decides to ult you, like you guys should just lose the round. Yeah, well, one thing I'd say I thought is that like each cart would be for one person, so you'd have to spawn multiple carts to go. Oh, what the fuck? They're gonna be five carts. They're gonna be five of you fucking. With an Aries? Like, yeah, each of them with an Aries. Like, what's the movement thing on this? Like, are you just like, wildly inaccurate, or like, are you kind of accurate? Because no matter how you write this up, this seems wrong. Well, the the thing is, if your whole team hops in minecarts, right? Then all the other team has to do is, you know. My idea would be that the, the the path would be the the railway path once it's down would be very like visible. It's not going to be like hidden at all. So like you have to you you get you figure out like exactly where the enemy team is going if you see the end or even see where it's headed. And then like if you have anyone who has a cheeky corner to see behind it, like you know now you have you can shoot their heads as they go by or just you know have a position where they've gotten to a point. But you can surround them at that point if it's used poorly. Yeah, like you know if, if if they choose a poor ending spot, say like you can hide from their view, like or like are not wall bangable from mm-hmm. from their view as coming in, um, then you can just pick them off one by one. They are like completely vulnerable while they're in the carts. So they can't get out whenever they want. Right? They are. Yeah. You get in the cart, you are yeah, going yeah. to the I, end I, of it. I understand. It's right. just like. Yeah. As soon as this ability gets added to the game, I might as well just go fucking play Fortnite. <laughs> what the heck? This isn't like Fortnite? Not at all. There's no you... building in this. What are you talking about? I mean, even like... if, if we're talking about current Fortnite, there's no building in that either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, well, like... Right, right, right. Like... Yeah. Nah, this is, that, that's just fucking stupid. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. I love I it. I think it's fucking dumb. <laughs> got it, got it. Well, you know, I think we'll we'll move on from that, considering that it seems like we've got everyone's opinions and the fine-tuning required could take a long time. So then the final oh, point no, I have... There's no fine-tuning. Like, that's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun. You would have one ride in a minecart, and you'd be grinning like a little kid. Cast, yeah. I guarantee you that. But uh, anyway, um, the final thing is not actually a, 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 a like fully fleshed-out agent or ability. I just thought that, uh, you know, a lot of the ults that we've talked about and that characters have are, like, very impactful ults that you can counter in some way or play around. But, like, Cypher's ult, you know, is fairly minimal in what it provides, but you can just kind of toss it out there. It's not that many ult points. So I thought, what if there was an ult that at least one of the features of the ult was that the entire enemy team, they all have to reload their primary weapon. And maybe there'd be like a charge up for it as well so that you know it's coming. I think that'd be interesting in how it would like disrupt the flow of combat and what you're doing because obviously you make noise to reload as well. So even though it doesn't directly reveal people... 
like when you reload that makes noise if you're trying to be sneaky somewhere like or you have to kinda... switch to your secondary or you're what, like what if my what if my primary weapon's already fully loaded no you're you're reloading you go through the yeah, full they... reload animation no matter what mm. well my thought is how specifically it would work is that it would take the bullets in your current mag and put all of them into like your reserves so like you wouldn't actually lose the bullets it's not like you could be on your last mag and then all of a sudden your gun is empty but like now to fire your gun you have to reload it or, you know, since in Valorant guns auto-reload when you get to zero, maybe to have a little bit more of, like, control over it, maybe you'd have only one bullet left in your gun. Oh, I was thinking um, even, like, no matter what happens, everybody on the other team immediately reloads. Like, you don't oh, even get to choose when. I was thinking it'd be more interesting if everybody on the immediately team immediately empties their mag. Oh, like, that, they just full fire? Yeah. <laughs> No, they just, like, uncontrollably fire. <laughs> just, like, no-scoping with a marshal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everybody is forced to immediately wild. empty their guns. See, I don't I don't like that, but I... I... <laughs> that sounds so chaotic. Yeah, because know. then it's like, oh, they only have one mag like... left, and they're, like, rotating. That's yeah. fucked. That's fucking bad. <laughs> That's really bad. You can, you can get fucked by alts. I'm solo holding a sight with chamber op, and KO walks up and just goes... I don't know what the fucking audio cue no is. One walks fucking, away. He fucking smacks his fist together, and yeah. I'm just sitting there with like dick in hand, classic in the other. Like, yeah. Well, it's been nice knowing you boys, but I'm fucked. <laughs> and I'm probably holding an off angle in the middle of butt fuck nowhere too, because I was expecting to TP out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with you're like you're stuck in a corner and you hear fucking Ray's popper all. Yeah. And like the fucking Titanic music plays. <laughs> like so, you know, big fucking deal if you've got yeah. one fucking clip left in your gun and somebody pops her alt and you just have to fucking full spray it like that that's just alt sometimes fuck you yeah what i'm also yeah. thinking is there could be a, a scenario where you have a short time before like when you know the alt goes off before it takes effect like i'm t- thinking like one and a half seconds like something pretty short yeah, chuck your fucking so, gun on the ground yeah you could chuck it on the ground or what <laughs> i was thinking is you could switch to your secondary so then, like, you're constantly shooting your secondary, but, like, at that point, if someone pushes you, you know, if you're, like, full left-clicking a classic, you can't right-click, like, that left-click classic is wildly inaccurate. So if someone swings you with a rifle, like, you're screwed. So you could have the decision, do I want to be full-firing my gun that if someone swings me, at least I'll hit them? Or do I want to have to full-fire, like, my random pistol? Like, that could be an interesting way to de- go about it. I mean, yeah, I think this is a... Very interesting idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I do, be... I do kind of like the uh, the full unload. I think it would be more fun. Um, yeah, that wasn't where I was going with this, but like hearing about that, that sounds like insane. I kind of love it. Yeah. yeah. So you got a pretty good idea where people are on the map. You hear fucking like four <laughs> vandals just pop off in a main. Yeah, this yeah. would be a buff to suppress <laughs> weapons. Now that you mention it, <laughs> be what? This would be a buff to suppress uh, weapons. Uh, this character yeah. being in the game. Because then your position Wait. isn't revealed if you're far away from everyone else. But yeah, that's that's my last idea. Not a mm-hmm. not a full one. I just thought how interesting if, like, reloading was part of an alt mechanic. Yeah, there isn't, like, speaking of that, there was, like, this, like, kind of idea that I, I would have liked to have chucked on to the agent that I brought up. But again, I couldn't figure out how to make it work, given that I want their baseballs, their sticky baseballs, to, like be three separate things so i couldn't find a way to make it work but um i thought it'd be cool if you could have like armor packs 
kind of similar to the way like his alt works. It's just like, hey, I took damage. Can you get me armor? And like you just run over instead of getting a sage heal, you just pick up some armor. Yeah, the, what you're literally I, describing, Cass, is a uh, rook from Rainbow Six Siege, and I, oh, okay. I, I thought maybe you could bring that in. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, I, I, I like I, I've never played, I've never played Rainbow, so I yeah. don't know. Um, or I guess Siege is the shorthand. Yeah, Either people way. don't call it a rainbow. Yeah, I, I would, I would prefer if people <laughs> did actually call it rainbow. It would be kind of cool, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the problem is there've been other Rainbow Six games, so yeah. like, if you just say yeah, Rainbow, yeah, yeah. that doesn't differentiate. Differ- right, right. Either Rainbow. way, I've never played Rainbow yeah. Six Siege, so I don't know any of the agents of that. But I just thought the idea of like, oh, instead of getting like like running over to Sage, be like, hey Sage, heal me. I could run over to this guy and be like, dude, I want some armor, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, okay, and then just fucking plop some shit down. But uh, I couldn't find a way to make it work with the character, so like, that's just a standalone idea as is. All right, well, Done. we're we're getting. We're getting yeah. very long on this pod, so uh, I think we, we are. We are. We should wrap it up here. And mm. we got we got some kegs to go drink. So yeah, yeah. Heck I'm sure yeah. everybody listening does too. So <laughs> drink <with laughs> go you drink and, your kegs. Yeah, if you happen to be in Vancouver, fucking hit me up on Discord, and we'll bring you to a kegger. And then uh-huh. if if you do, then we'll definitely drink with you later.